Welcome back to Kind of Funny's MCU in Review. That's right. We are ranking, recapping, and reviewing every movie and TV show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As always, I'm Tim Gettys, joined by Greg Miller. How you doing? Fantastic. Kevin Coelho. I got too much spice on my lips. They're hot. What'd you eat? What'd you eat? Yeah. A little ramen. Oh, oh. ordered? You ordered or, or no? In, no, no. In, it's the little. You ever get a bags. mango and put some cayenne pepper on it? <laughs> no, no, none of that. We don't. We don't talk about mangoes on this show anymore. Not after <laughs> the incident. Mangoes. Of course, we have Andy Cortez. Hello, everybody. It's a good time, man. Good theater date yesterday. Delayed a little bit, but you know, all Did came it all? Up, it all came up Millhouse. You know, Andy. Exactly. Andy, were you scared that they were going to kick us out? Real scared. What happened? Oh, I got so delayed. scared. Yeah, our experience, Greg Miller, got delayed for Black Widow once more by about 40 minutes. But it all it all worked out in the end. Isn't that right, producer slash seducer Nick Scarpino? I had enough time to eat my popcorn and then think, should I get another popcorn? Yeah, is that yeah, something that I should do? Yeah. Tim went to go get a hot dog about 15 minutes in. That gave me anxiety because I was like, they're going to start this movie without him. But then I was like, maybe I should wait five minutes and text him, give me a hot dog, too. But then he came back with no hot dog. And I was like, Tim, what happened to your hot dog? What's the point of even getting hot dog that? machines yeah. broken too? No, tell him <laughs> what happened, Tim. I ate the hot dog on the walk back. This is kind of funny <laughs> in review. We're each and every week we yeah, rank and review two different movie franchises. Right now, we're back where it all began with the MCU. We're also doing Space Jam in review. We're reviewing Space Jam 1 and Space Jam A New Legacy. That's coming up next week. Both of those will be in one week. So Tuesday and Friday. Get hyped about that. Uh, very cool stuff. And then after that, we're returning to this show, MCU in review with Loki in review. Ranking that alongside all the movies and shows. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, you can get this show on YouTube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com if you want it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny in Review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free and watch live as we record it, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producer Molecule did. We thank you so very, very much. But enough of all that. Today, we are talking about Black Widow with a runtime of two hours and 14 minutes. Originally scheduled for release May 1st, 2020, it had three delays until it premiered on July 9th, 2021 in theaters and on Disney Plus Premiere Access, making it the 24th film in the MCU, the first film of Phase 4. Uh, the director said that the film had been completed for the whole year. They haven't changed it. No alterations were made in the entire year, despite the subsequent release delays, uh, including the post-credit scene featuring Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who, in if everything went as planned, would have shown up again in Falcon and Winter Soldier. But we saw that kind of reversed a little bit. Uh, it was directed by Kate Shortland, an Australian screenwriter, film director, television director, and television writer. And it had music by Lauren Balfe 
who is best known to people like Andy as the person that composed the score to Mission Impossible Fallout. You gotta appreciate that. Gotta appreciate that. Can we do Mission Impossible, Andy? You dork. Wait, what'd you say? No, what the fuck did you tell me? Damn, Andy's coming in. He got sleep last night. He's trying to be all loud. He's doing the real tough guy thing of like, I didn't hear what you said. I didn't hear the insult. You know what I mean? I didn't hear it. (laughs) $200 million and a box office that obviously is ongoing because we are recording this the day it came out, but it is projected to cross $100 million by the end of the weekend. The film had the most ticket pre-sales in 2021 and has surpassed other MCU films like Doctor Strange and Spider-Man Homecoming, which I find kind of surprising because that was one of the biggest uh, box office hitters uh, of all time. So. Interesting stuff there. And this movie does easily pass the Bechtel test. There is a ton of women speaking to each other. So that's pretty damn rad. Andy Cortez, I want to start with you. What did you think of Black Widow? Hit me up, Daddy-O Tim. I thought the movie was good. I thought the movie was good. A lot of cool moments. I think the characters far and away carried a lot of this movie. I thought David Harbour was fantastic. Florence Pugh was phenomenal. Um, I, I enjoy this new dude who's doing all the tech stuff for Scar, for Scar Joe. Uh, whenever he was on screen, he had some funny lines. Yeah, it was cool. Um, again, I think the characters kind of carried this, uh, homeboy who plays the, one of the guys in The Departed, who's the main bad guy in here. Ray Winston. Ray Winston. Uh, kind of neat, but I, I was telling Joey that near the end, I felt like a lot of the kind of the pheromone stuff and all that. It got it got a little Harry Potter for me where like whenever there's an issue, there's always a spell to like counteract what you're trying to do. And like, you know, oh, I, if you smell me, we'll break sever the nerve. Like all that shit was just kind of weird. And I'm surprised by you telling me that there were no reshoots or there were no alterations to the film because this felt like if COVID hit a movie, it was this one. <laughs> and it felt kind of just off in a lot of spots. But I thought the action was... A lot of fun near the end. I could have used 10 times more of flying through midair and fighting on platforms that are falling from the sky. I really thought that sequence was just dope as hell and it felt energetic and my heart was pumping. Um, And I feel like the movie, I feel like ending this movie was probably the most difficult thing to do. (laughs) Like, what do we do to, how do we end this shit? You know, we had like two different sequences. Uh, overall, I thought it was good, not great, um, and yeah, that's how I feel about that's how I feel about this film. Tim, thank you for asking me. You're welcome, Andy. Greg Miller, what about you? <laughs> I thought this movie was great. Black Widow, more like Black Window, because this was a win for me and the MCU. <laughs> I've been up since 4:45 in the morning. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. and it's been a long week, so I'll tell you right now, kids, go ahead and press record on your VCR. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. Now, here's what I'll say: this movie, nonstop thrill ride. All right, it's intermixed with the fun action that I like a lot. A lot of that Jason Bourne kind of fighting, right? When we get to the introduction of, you know, uh, Black Widow fighting up against, uh, what's her sister's name? I already forgot it. Yelena. Yelena. Thank you. When they're brawling around the safe house there, that was a great time in Budapest. 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 But also like, kind of pointless because it's like, it's cool. But then they're like, hey, you're my sister. it's like if you and me if you and me had got torn apart right now we weren't together again for 21 years like we'd have to fall back to what we know and you'd come in and i'd start sending you instagram messages and if you're (laughs) then we would know we're back on it and it's okay make sure you're not you're not there you know you're an avenger at this point practically the same thing 
Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought for, yeah, it hangs on the characters for sure, but I thought I loved the characters. Like there's not a performance in here where I was like, Ugh, I don't like this character. I don't want more of this character. I thought the family dynamic between all four of them was awesome. I loved getting the setup of it in Ohio in 95. And then when we get back to it, and even though, when we, I've, you know, this is a movie that we saw so many trailers for over many years that I felt like, oh yeah, I kind of know how this movie's going to go, and I did right. Even getting there and still getting that scene of them reunited at uh, Rachel Weiss's uh, table, right, and having them be there and don't slouch, stand up, blah blah. blah. And then of course uh, David Harbor continuing to try to you know open his heart up to Black Widow throughout the thing and be a better person. Like I just fucking had a great time. I loved this movie. I'm a cool. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, the humor hit constantly. the The start of it was very dark, and overall, there's clearly a dark overtone that is like very powerful. And um, I thought the action was phenomenal. I mean, it was a spectacle that was fun to watch the entire time. Um, so yeah, two thumbs up right here, man. Uh, Kevin, also, I sent you the re- redone ranking, so save all the old one, please. Thank you. What? You Nick Torpino. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought that the uh, I thought the setup for it and I like the characters were great all the way up until the third act, and then it just kind of started it started falling a little flat for me right when we started getting to the bigger action set pieces, largely because I think they underutilized the bad guys. They underutilized um, Taskmaster just thoroughly, and then it's really hard to have an, a, a floating platform falling out of the sky and not compare it to the scene from the Avengers, which was one of the most dynamic scenes in the series so far. And also the scenes from winter soldier, uh, which is one of everyone's favorite films where he's jumping from platform to platform with Falcon having his back. And so those, I I felt sort of like they, I don't want to say dropped the ball on them, but they were underwhelming Um, pretty much from the, from the third act on, I was like, I just, I want a little bit more out of this. I think that the movie is, largely hanging on the strengths of Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh, who were phenomenal in it. And I could have done with another maybe 15 minutes of them fighting alongside with each other. And to, to I think, um, I think it was Andy's point of, um, you know, or whoever said flying through the, the sky stuff should be more. I'm like, I want more of that. When, when the platform was done, I'm like, I want another, I, I thought that was going to be like the start of it. And then we were going to have to chase where Winston down, but he just sort of like, explodes in fire and they really want you to know he died because they kind of cut to the inside you see his sunglasses falling off hey man we didn't get you know the, this is what ruined scarlet uh, uh, widow's <laughs> black widow's life here right and the fact that she didn't actually confirm the kill so we get to confirm the kill for her and almost you know risk her sister right i totally get that I, I feel like kill. confirming the kill yeah i feel like confirming the kill needed to be her putting a bullet right in his fucking head and then see and then looking down and, and walking over his body and we never really got that moment fate. Instead, like, no, we got a random moment where she's like, I'm about to jump off of this perfectly bad uh, platform that's falling apart. And, oh, thankfully, there just happens to be a parachute right here. I'll just scoop that bad boy up as I jump off and save my sister. So I think a lot of the action toward the end of it was a little bit – I think it needed one more one more draft on that. Um, and they just – they did Taskmaster wrong, man. They just did her bad. Because Taskmaster's a woman, didn't th- I didn't see you doing this, Nick? No, because it was because it was aw- an awesome character that just had a sort of like they should have done way more with. Like, see, all, I like the, I like. Uh, I mean, I was joking about the woman thing, obviously. I, I like the uh, uh, take here because it, it caught me by surprise. I was like, who is this going to be? And then when it was the daughter, I was like, oh, you know what? I should have seen that coming, but I didn't see it coming. I didn't pay enough. I wasn't thinking hard enough on it. And again, I don't think Taskmaster. No offense, I don't think Taskmaster is that cool of a villain. It's why he's always like 
be well, the that's, seamless that's, Marvel guy that you beat up first, right? Because, okay, I memorize everybody's moves. That's a weird thing. That's a weird thing to do and then fight or whatever. Yeah, that's not here. battles and little tech that were on top of it and then whatever at the end. Me and Kevin have been memorizing your moves for fucking years, bro. We're just I want to open my podcast out. right now, Nick. What's up, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Cortez. Uh, yeah, just to kind of go over more of that, that sequence towards the end, um, wanting more of the, that mid-air sort of combat because... I wish that wasn't spoiled in the trailers because I feel like we got kind of a decent chunk of it in the trailers. And that could have been so cool because uh, when you see that in the trailers, you just assume that that sequence is going to be a bit longer. But how can the sky how long can the sky really be? Obviously, way shorter than the yeah. Fast Furious runway. But um, yeah, like the moment the Taskman uh, massacre. Mass- how long mass- can the massacre, sky really be? Like, yeah, Andy Cortez. Fix her blade into the fucking platform and like. Oh my god, I wanted way more of that and it was so cool. And that I think cool. the biggest disappointment with this movie that I had, again, I still think it's like a good fun movie, entertaining, but I wanted it to be as creative in what it was doing like the Mission Impossible movies are creative and clever with mm-hmm. using, you know, not just not just the face mask reveals or whatever, but you know, when we when you get to the whole moment or like, oh shit. You're actually not the mom. You are Scarlett Johansson. Like that that moment just was not cool to me. Like it probably should have been. And I don't really know why I can't I put I can't quite put my finger on it, but I wanted a bit more cleverness with the plot and kind of like getting people thrown off uh guard and here and there. So uh I think leading up to it I should not have read any reviews because I read a lot of comparisons to Mission Impossible and I was kinda let down. Yeah, I suppose yeah. that's kind of that's kind of my take with Taskmaster. Also, it was like I wanted more of that kind of action, and then I also just wanted more of a resolution where I thought Taskmaster, like at the end of the day, I'm like, why did why would she not kill the dad? Like this, I don't know. I thought th- I thought she should have been a part of like they needed to team up and w- along with the other widows and go after him. And we never really got even got a scene with the widows either, where they got to be you know the protagonist for a hot second. We just kind of saw them come in, and be like, what do we do now? And Scarlett Johansson is like, go live your life. You can be your own person now. I'd have been like, or just go we don't top of my head top of my head help us kill this fucking guy that enslaved you for the last like 20 years well, of your life. he was dead and then you can go to the beach he was dead no it happens in the red room no remember um yeah no. they're all, the thing blows up and she's like what should we do now and, and scarlet's like go live your life you're in charge of your own destiny and then they go away and then they come back in the helicopter later and i'm like where did they go <laughs> why didn't they help out wait no i i'm pretty yeah, sure that's they're mixed up because doesn't um yelena go into the red room to give them all the like formula and yeah no he, he's talking about when they're at dragoff's dragoff dragoff's desk and oh. they're fighting in his not in the actual red room they're got in a red room it, but it is it, before got it. okay yeah, nick yeah, yeah is his correct office. It, yeah, it blows up and, and then the you have the plot nick is correct yeah you have all these Here's you the have thing. all these are we gonna get a show that's black widows and that is just like uh random stories of how they're like living in the world with sure hope not because this no? movie did not make them interesting to me at all. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I think it's more interesting with them in the wind. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, man, sign me up for Taskmaster and the Black Widows. You know what I mean? I'm not like that's the show I need right now from Disney Plus. But I can see something interesting down the line with one of Tim. Them. What did you think of this movie? I'm in line with all of you guys. I am surprised by how good this movie was. I definitely thought that, uh, especially having seen trailers for years and kind of just being like, all right, we know what this is going to be uh, on top of all of the other issues with it of timeline wise and just 
the stakes being kind of lowered because we know Black Widow dies and all that stuff, uh, I was still having a really good time. And I do agree with Nick that the movie starts off at its strongest and it kind of only goes down from there. But I don't think that it ends in, it never crosses over into a bad place. There's nothing about this movie that I thought was bad. I thought everything was at least good. Um, and I was entertained the entire way through. I do think there was a, uh, a couple bad calls made uh with the direction of the movie because i feel throughout the entire thing it's not mission impossible enough and it's also not fast and furious enough but they commit to both of those things sometimes at the exact same time and an example of what i'm saying is they treat her like she's dom from fast and furious where it's like she's in multiple car travesties like these aren't even car crashes like it is very bad she's falling through like down hundreds of feet or whatever and it's like she's just a human and it's like they do the thing yeah where the car that. breaks her fall right i, I exactly one where she yeah. got knocked off the highway onto another car and we should try this i'm telling you right now guys let's go out and just start jumping on each other's cars and just see you know what hurts. kevin do me a favor nick we need your car and kevin come on <laughs> let's go over the nearest <laughs> highway over that, back. Way, that backfire that backfire that we immediately <laughs> And when she fell out the window and hit like nine different railings and then landed mm-hmm. on her feet, she landed was, on her feet. That was answer, crazy. Their answer to it is like, oh, she took her shirt off and has some bruises. And it's just like, I just feel that lessens the t- entire movie because we watch Mission Impossible and it's a lot more grounded than a Fast and Furious movie. And it's like, you believe in what's happening and the action is less crazy. They're not jumping from building to building in cars. It is insanely crazy for normal people, but it's like they right. set the scale of insanity of action correctly. Whereas with this, it's just kind of uh, consistently in the wrong place, I think. And it's just like, mm. it just lessens the fun that this movie could have had. Um, and again, I, I still think that it really kind of nailed what it was going for because it had an MCU rapper and the MCU rapper really kind of gives it its own identity where this movie isn't Mission Impossible and it isn't Fast and Furious. It is an episodic movie in this universe. And I think it works really well with that. Um, I think that there's a lot of comparisons you can make to something like Solo where it's like, okay, do we really need to go back and answer every and reference every single thing ever said about Black Widow? You know, Loki talking about what about Drakov's daughter in Avengers? It's like, of course. Dragoff's daughter is a big plot of this. Budapest, the vest, all of this stuff. It's like, do we really need this? And my answer is, yeah. The MCU is different than Star Wars. You know, it, it is this thing where the interconnectedness is what makes it special. And I like that stuff. And I think that it does enhance from franchise to franchise within this ultimate franchise of the MCU. So connecting the Avengers movies to the Captain America movies to the Black Widow movies, like I enjoy that stuff. But I still think that with this case, this movie had to have come out after Civil War. It's so weird and awkward to be watching it now. And the vest is just like, it is a solo moment in a bad way. It's so funny. It's just like, it's so, funny so many people wouldn't even catch that. I did. Yeah. I immediately look over at G. I'm like, yo, that's the vest from Infinity War. She's going to get it. And when you see her with the blonde hair and you see her with the hair dye, it's like, okay, they're setting it up. But this would have been so much more impactful then. So it's just kind of like a, a silly time for this movie to come out, specifically because, uh, and again, this isn't a criticism. It's just an observation the most whatever part of this movie is Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Like, she's just kind of there in this movie. This is Florence Pugh's movie. This is the family's movie, and I enjoyed the hell out of them. And when you look at it as, okay, she kind of is the next Black Widow, and that's why the title of this is Black Widow, I'm all in for it. But I think for this being ScarJo's send-off as Black Widow, especially after her not getting a real moment in Endgame like Tony got and Steve got and all that, it's kind of like, wow, you gave her her first whole movie and like, her funeral scene gets cut off by a, uh, by uh, you know Vanessa coming out or whatever her name is. I always forget. Just call her Elaine. 
Valentina coming out. Yeah, very reminiscent of Breaking Bad's El Camino, the Netflix movie. It's like, this is supposed to be the send-off. Like, we didn't need it. It's good. But, like, we, I was fine leaving ScarJo back there. <laughs> like, you know, after that heart-wrenching scene in Endgame. I, I don't know if I quite needed this movie, but still entertaining. I'll take it. it. It's too bad this movie didn't come out, like, phase three, like, midway through phase three. Because I feel like it would have hit a lot harder that way. Still was fun, though. I don't know. I think an argument could be made for it to be they they like we're all coming out of COVID and this is one of the first actual theatrical movies we get to watch. I think everyone's going to give it a little bit more space to breathe than they would have. It was kind of hot off the heels of, of you know, the last few Marvel movies. But I don't know. I mean, with that, like this was a fucking movie like I am like it's we just saw Fast 9 in theaters like last week, it feels like. And this felt like a step up from that as a movie experience, despite the delays and all that shit. Like I was blown away by the, the just score. technical prowess of oh the, the, the the sound and just the way it being on a big screen, all that. I was just like, fuck, yeah, I'm so happy movies are back. And Black Widow achieved that. Like they I know it really kind of did it's, something special. It's funny because we talk about like, you know, we, one of our criticisms, or at least my criticisms of a lot of MCU TV shows is that like, hey, I like the characters, but the action set pieces fall flat. Lot. And my my expectation was sort of reset with that when I walked into this. I was like, okay, it's gonna be like there's no disrespect to Loki. They don't have the budget that this movie has. But when they're running around and stuff's falling on them, it doesn't look that great. And then we get to the first action. Like we just even that that's that that part on the bridge with her versus Taskmaster. And I was like, yeah. oh fuck, I forgot. Like this is awesome. And there's you're an scared yeah, like, for her because the action's so well choreographed I, and that scene is so well done and so well lit. And it's like, God, it's awesome. I did wish that scene didn't start with the absurd like rocket hitting her car her car flipping a billion times and her just being like oh god you know where it's like you there just... was more of that than that she was fucked up she crawled out no. of the car yeah but luckily like, i ain't better when i'm pissed off that car pew, just pew, pew, like pew. was that an armored car were we supposed to think like oh she's in an armored vehicle because like that was a massive explosion and like i think that's yeah, and also I was going to say Taskmaster like could have blown that car like somehow maybe it would have gone over the bridge or like fucking he could have destroyed the things that he was trying to get like just a little he knows knows exactly what he's doing or what what she's aiming at she knows exactly what's gonna happen the fact that it didn't prove Taskmaster is right so I don't want to sit here and have you talking shit about Taskmaster right now saying like oh this could have happened it didn't though did it it didn't though did it you better watch your mouth Talk to me like that, yeah. uh, no, Tim. Tim it's uh, funny. You're, you're, it's, I understand what you're saying. You're having a big problem with the explosion that rocked the car and flipped it over and didn't kill her or anything. Did you have a problem when the ghost skull here man had her sacrifice her life for the stone that then gave Thanos this alien from a different uh, world Greg, all this power? That's that's alien like mythic shit. I you know I don't I'm not. <laughs> we can't put rules. I know explosions. It checks out everybody. That's real shit. You know what I mean? An explosion Tim, is when- something that happens. Tim, when you mentioned that car atrocity, which is like the perfect word that you could ever say, and the car is like upside down going down that little fucking uh, going into the subway, I expected to like the camera to pan down and they're not in the car anymore. Totally. Magically, like got out at some point. But no, like they're just in there like and, and Florence is like hand is bleeding a little bit. Like she got a little paper cut or something <laughs> like it's, it's, it gets kind of fucking wild during those sequences. So I totally agree with these car atrocities. I mean, 
Tone yeah. it down, Marvel. Yeah. With, with what Greg is saying, though, about the, the 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 Ghost Skull Man and stuff, it's like to me, it's like Avengers sets up different rules. Whereas, like this movie sets up the rules of super soldiers can throw fucking cars. In the beginning of this movie, we see that, and the rest are humans. So it's like. I just feel like it did a bad job of kind of managing expectations and kind of just made her a super person because she's a superhero. And right. it's like that. I, I just feel like it, that takes away from the effects of what this movie could have been. Whoa. Had she just like I, those car sequences didn't add to it. Like her being blown the fuck up. It's like, okay, she could have just dodged it. Well, she yeah, could have right. like done something to make her seem more cool and, yeah. and, and crafty for what she is, which is a super spy agent that has fought alongside the Avengers for years at this point. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a that's a that's a that's a great distinction to make. Right. Because when you don't scale the action to the character, you're kind of doing the character. You're not doing the character a solid. Right. And it's always fun to see how creative they've been with with her and with Hawkeye being sort of like, you know, regular human characters and having to get sort of like crafty with what they have to do. And that's always been her character. She's a spy. She doesn't get in car crashes like that. She figures out ways to avoid things like that. And so to have I'll let some of that action kind of come at you head on did sort of. I, I don't want to, uh, I guess it kind of dissolved the, the tension a little bit uh, for what we have. Cause you're like, wait, can she just kind of, at one point I legitimately was like, wait, is she really his daughter? Like, does she have some of the super serum ser- like going through her blood too? And they're like, no, and it's not the case. Yeah, it's she, just, everything's she David Harbor. What's that? She like taskmaster took on David Harbor of like, we're seeing taskmaster fight the red guardian and she's just a normal human. It's weird that we didn't she's see that fight weird. though. Like, we get that was weird. That was another thing that we, we, we get one cut. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying with the taskmasters. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like that. That everything there just kind of fell by the wayside coming to the third act. And I just like, I don't know. Like David Harbor, they kind of that, that character kind of. I was like, oh, he's gonna have a great big moment here. And then we just cut into the middle of his fight scene. It's not look, a very good fight scene. Yeah, he's getting knocked to the wall. It's like you got super like. You got the superhuman hero syndrome serum. He's out of shape. He hasn't done this in a long time. Scarjo was able to hang in there with him, right? Because she hung in there with the Winter Soldier. Like, she can do this. She can hang in with these people. Uh, To your point, though, especially with uh, the relationship between uh, Taskmaster and uh, Dragoff, right? Or Dracoff. I'm going to keep fucking that up throughout the show. Sorry, everybody. Uh, They reminded me of uh, very much the guy from Succession and uh, his son from X3. No, X2, X2, right? Remember when Stryker, William Stryker, had his kid that could he put in their mind? Yeah, it was a lot of vibes like that going on. And even his death kind of reminded me of how they usually kill somebody in an X-Men movie and not an MCU movie. Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taskmaster is interesting for me because I, I disagree with you, Greg, about thinking that he's kind of lame. Like, I actually really like him, but I get that he can be lame. And it's like you need to actually like really, really think about how you're going to use that character to make it interesting and that's something i really expect from the mcu is to take the comics and make them better flesh characters out combine like two semi-weak characters that have cool elements make them one fleshed out dope character right they've done that so many times and uh to the to start with the positive about taskmaster in this movie is i like that they didn't kill her and i like that the suit and the tech and all that stuff still alive we we can see the real taskmaster in an upcoming movie or or tv show at some point and like really get into that and i'd be cool with that because i do think that this movie set up the taskmaster and the understanding of how it works really well because the mind control stuff and like all of that i'm like oh this is cool this plot works and taskmaster being the villain didn't feel like okay, the real villain is Dracoff and Taskmaster's just his, like, crony. It's like, no, that the crony's part of this whole scheme. Taskmaster is this mind control situation, and that kind of explains the being able to learn more than just somebody watching videos and be like, oh, I'm going to move like Hawkeye. Uh, I just think that in this movie, they didn't really 
utilize that in any very cool way that's like oh shit that's a uniquely taskmaster thing like we really see a handful of him mimicking people's moves and like a lot of them are kind of blink if you miss it situations like uh the thing i thought was coolest and i was talking to nick about it and he didn't see it is on the the bridge scene when there's the grapple hooks like he moves or she moves just like spider-man like swinging through and like pulls her legs up and i'm like that's fucking cool but like it almost feels like an easter egg as opposed to uh this villain copies it's, the avengers yeah, I, I don't want them to straight up have to tell the audience this is exactly what's happening but i kind of feel like they didn't fully say it and that's because they didn't fully show it in any really you cool you could have way. had a thing where she's d- doing the dodges and she's like all right tony whoa you know okay whoa exactly. Spider-Man, whoa yeah, yeah okay like something like that i, I think, think i mean you got it with the captain america like, shield when, when he landed yeah. just like she did and they did like the face off and then yeah, when he reuses the knife drop moment and does all that stuff i i do feel or like she, we sorry. we got a lot yeah. of hints towards like the captain america shield there was a, some bow work that like was reminiscent of um Clint. Clint, thank you. Um, so I, I don't know. I felt like it was there and as much as it needed to be there. And the- well, my thing there, though, is like it was there, but like we, we don't just need it to be there. Do something cool with it. Yeah, I think right? it's, I think it's hard, too, because I think you have you have you don't really see a lot of the bad guys in this. And, and that's unfortunate because whenever you have sort of like bad guys that, that sort of fall flat, it just it doesn't give the protagonists a lot to bounce off of. And so when you don't have a compelling villain, you don't it's not as fun to watch you know, uh, the, the the struggle of the protagonists as they make their way through. Really, all we saw them fight was a bunch of generic people that look kind of like Foot Clan from uh, the, the 2014 TMNT movie. And then we get to Ray Winstead at the end, and he, they're like, okay, this is a great actor. Like, where has this guy been the whole time? He's like, this, I'm fighting from the shadows. And I'm like, all right, well. Also, I hate to say it, but, like, the overarching plot of a lot of these standalone Marvel movies are just going to fall flat because – compared to thanos wiping out half of the known universe it's difficult to build that that tension and when he's like i could do anything i want with these widows i was like can you snap your fingers and kill every fucking thing that's ever lived ever because if you can't then it's going to be it's not as it's not as cool as the thing that we just saw scarlett johansson go up against an enemy i almost disagree with you nick on that where i think that the the abilities that this guy has are almost too op yeah where it was just like i'm sure it's not wiping out half the universe but it's just like Whoa, 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 whoa. This seems so high stakes for the ability this guy has of mind control over large groups of people. And it's like for this thing that happened in a timeline that we're not hearing about till now, it just feels very convenient that this movie just kind of came and went and happened to set up Florence Pugh's character for the future. In a moment, they were just like, well, there's a big gap here that we we can tell a story. And I kind of just wish they they kept it a little smaller scale, yeah. kept it yeah, a little I mean, more like, family. I cared, I cared about it a lot more when it was just them trying to free like 30 people from being widows. And oh, when we God. saw the faces of them and we saw them in that room where they were doing the choreography, I was like, this is what this movie should be about. Having to have this overarching plot of this bad guy who's secretly able to take over the world in the 90s. First off, we know it doesn't it doesn't come to fruition because we've seen multiple movies mm-hmm. that have happened since 1996. So, you know, so we know it doesn't happen. So a lot of that tension has gone right there, which is a lot of the same issues I, ha- I have in general with prequels. But I was very interested in it when they kept it smaller and when it was just about her needing to get free of this guy and by by virtue of that freeing these other women who are also in servitude there um and then when he just got to the big board and he runs his hand over i was like oh, this guy just became like a really generic villain to me and it wasn't i don't know i was like i just wanted to kill him and move on like let's just get on let's, okay. let's get on with this you know but before uh, we get on with it let me tell you about our sponsors 
This podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. There's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Enjoy a wide variety of easy, delicious options for three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between with HelloFresh Market. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg. I love to cook, and one of the things that got me started on cooking was these kind of packages, right? HelloFresh sends you the pre-measured ingredients. You get the instructions. You pick ahead of time what sounds good. You don't have to think on the day of. You just go straight down the checklist. You make something good, and you learn how to cook. You learn new methods. That's why I love it. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to HelloFresh.com morning14 and use the code morning14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com morning14 and use the code morning14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Our next sponsor, why it's Babbel. This summer, get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of the destination you're going to with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy with bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world. Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. I'm not even traveling with it. Instead, uh, Jen's mom uh, from the only, uh, the one and only Quebec coming down here. I've been using Babbel. I signed up for Babbel. I'm going to see if I can talk to her a little bit more in French than usual because I usually can't, but I've been doing Babbel because unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their course with practical real-world conversations in mind. Things you'll get to use in everyday life. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use the promo code MORNING. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code MORNING, for an extra three months. And our final sponsor of the day is stamps.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you still going to the post office, still paying full price for postage? Well, thanks to stamps.com, you don't have to anymore. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from UPS, USPS, and more. Of course, when we were still in the office, one and only Joey Noel was using this to mail out all sorts of stuff for Patreon. We love Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings the services of the United States Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, shipping out orders, or just navigating this hybrid work life, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Stop wasting time going to the post office and instead go to Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with our promo code kind of funny, all one word, you get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone in the top of, at the top of the homepage, and type in kind of funny. That's stamps.com, promo code kind of funny. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Go for it, Andy. Plot, 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 plot. Is the mic picking me up? Plot, yeah. plot. Everybody! The year is 1995.
live and we are in Ohio. Somewhere a three-year-old Barrett is putting on his hat for the first time, but that's a Marvel Studios origin story for another time. <laughs> Instead, we get the one and only Black Widow as a child riding her bike, wearing her red kicks, her cons, or chucks as the kids call them. Uh, and, you know, she's riding her bike and she comes home and guess what? Her little sister's there. And Jen immediately goes, I thought they were Russian. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> just wait babe something's afoot here not all's americana in old ohio here and so they do some upside down standing competition i guess kids do that i gotta get used to that apparently i gotta get limber nick how far back do you think i'm gonna be able to lean like this when my son's there i, I think, I can I do think this if thing? you try that you're gonna snap you're your lower so back in half you'll you're never so ever ever be able to do that you're Which the most delusional man i know greg who's delusional kevin me or nick greg you're not doing a back bend. When's the last you're time you did a back bend? How am I, del- how am I delusional? Do a back bend right now. Do it right now on camera. You're not doing it for 10 seconds. Oh, here we fuck. go. Here we go. We need this man to do the plot. Nah, it's going to be okay. everyone as Greg hurts That's- his back for the first time as an old man. <laughs> That's what you think that you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. As soon as I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Greg, I want you to watch this. Stop. Kevin? Yeah, you just called out Greg saying he thinks that's what he's supposed to do. Can you show us what you're supposed to do? I can do it back. I, I never said that I could do it. I haven't done it in a long ass time. I what do are you do supposed like, to do? Explain it to me like you I'm a go, four year old. You, you put your hands behind your head yeah. like this. So yeah. lay on your back, put your hands behind your head like this. And get them back, back up. Start on my back. All the way. You got to yeah, go I'll, all the here. way. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can do one real quick. Oh, so God. Wait, I lay down flat on my back. Nick, don't please. This will hurt you. Don't do this. Nick Limber does the jujitsu. He's done it. Very limber. Nick's 40. So hold on. Yeah, you start flat on your back. Got it. You come here. That rug doesn't move. And then you no, do that thing. Yeah. Oh, now I want to try it that way. I didn't think about doing that. Right. Right. Yeah, that seems <laughs> easy when you look at that. But it's kind of like one of those things you can't touch your elbow thing. All right, Audio listeners, I'm so sorry. Audio listeners. Here we go. Oh, I did it. No. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. Let me try it this way. See if you can do it. I can do these after like 20 minutes of yoga, but I could not do it. You can't do it. Uh oh. Did you hear him yell? Did you hear him? That was great. It's tough. I had a moment where I was like, I think I can do this, but it's going to throw my back out, and I don't want to do that on camera. So, what is sounded like when I accidentally step on moose? What is this muscle here on the back of my thigh? That's your hamstring, I think. Let me tell you, both hamstrings just screamed in pain or incredibly sore from me just for two seconds trying to. Yeah. As soon as Greg, the first time, just sat down on his butt and thought, you could see the, the wires turning of like, I have to do this, and he just starts laughing. <laughs> he knew there's no shot in hell. I'm gonna. It wasn't that it. I didn't think I couldn't do it; is that I didn't know how to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? We had some instruction there, but I take it back, Kevin. You're correct. I cannot do that. My body's not physically there. Now, okay. I will say, if you warm your body up a little bit, you can probably do it later. I want to give a major shout out. Getting back to the plot of the casting for these young girls and the de aging of David Harbor. All of this totally bought, totally loved. That looked like a young ScarJo. I loved it. What about Rachel Wise? She looked good too. She's timeless. She didn't right? have to. Didn't I mean, have to she looked like her. she did in the Mummy. It's like, oh, this is the lady from the Mummy. <sighs> oh my God, it is! I didn't even realize that. Oh my uh, God, Andy. Can you, Andy? I'll give you one dollar if you can guess who she used to be married to. I don't know if they're still married. Brendan Fraser. Brandon Fraser. No, she Daniel is. Craig. The Mummy. Whoa. <laughs> really? oh. that, thus making the best looking couple ever made. Yeah. 
I don't know if they're still married or not. There you have it. Uh, anyways, though, they're at home, and then, you know, uh, they're all out there, and uh, Yelena married. scrapes her knee. Huh? They're still married. Oh. Wow. So oh. Love is real. Love is Love real. Love is real. Just watch Knives Out again. Great film. So um, she scrapes her knee. You know, Rachel Weiss comes out, like, shake it off. Pain makes it stronger. Come on, kid. But she's being very motherly. It's not that she's not being cold yet. And they go in there and they start cooking dinner. And she, the kid, little kid wants mac and cheese. And she's like, well, you're going to eat some fucking corn. Eat this. Gross. And then, uh, you know, David Harbour comes home and he looks like a fucking straight up dork. You know what I mean? Nick, um, you'll get this reference. He looks like Jamie's dad in Small Wonder, right? He looks like Ted. He looks like a guy who built God, Small, Small Wonder. Wonder yeah. again. Fucking loser. Small Wonder again. I, I, say, I can't help it that you guys didn't watch this touchstone of American culture. <laughs> all right? It all goes back to Small Wonder. Do you know that that's where Kevin Feige worked? That was it's his true. first project ever in the industry. And yeah, I want to make fun Feige of it. Was, the small no wonder. He was the Small Wonder. Go ahead and Wikipedia Small Wonder. Scroll down to... Oh, I hit the button on my desk. My God, it's, it's still in Ohio, Andy. I'm talking to you Ohio. <laughs> I would have sorry, sorry. Hit the button there. I'm 4:45 in the morning. You know what I mean? It's been a, I, it's been a long day. All right. I, made this, I made this graphic just so you all know when to shut the fuck up. Because good lord, man, we have been talking over each other at such a clip. Like it's worse than it was at the start of the pandemic. We need to get better about this. So everybody, I can mute him, clear guys. the com. I can mute him. This is I'm a fun one where we can him. just. This is the show where we let our hair now. Can you, know you mute I mean? you though? Also, Andy, like you, you that's opened up a question. text file in uh, OBS. Like that's not an achievement there. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> right, sorry, Andy. Dude, just for you, let me get noise. everybody get serious. Let's get back on the point. All right, David Harbor comes home. I, I, you, I'm sorry, Andy wants everybody to be serious. Everybody, so you have to Google Ted from Small Wonder later. All right, he comes home though, and trust me, he looks like Ted. All right, and he's all like, I'm a huge dork, and he comes in though, and he starts like looking out the window, and he has a beer. And immediately Rachel Weiss is like, what's up? And he's like, it's happening. She's like, how long do we got? And he's like, maybe an hour. And so then they sit down and decide to eat their corn or whatever. You know what I mean? And he's like, kids, you know how we talked about taking a big adventure, the big adventures today kind of thing. And they all go, the little one goes, yeah, right. And Rachel Weiss already said she didn't want to go. And he's like, don't talk like that. We got to go. We're fucking super spies. International super spies. And so TikTok, then, Greg, TikTok, there you go. You know what I mean? Sorry, I got to be professional. Andy wants me. Oh, I hit the button the wrong way. Bye, everybody. I'm sorry. I'll talk to you later. I'm down here. Oh, no. It is Ted from Small Wonder. Yeah, Andy, look at, Andy, look at Ted from Small Wonder there and tell me that that doesn't look exactly like David Harbour in this motion picture. It does. You're right. You're absolutely Thank you very right. much. Uh, so they all pile in the car. They got fruit roll-ups in the car. It looks nothing like David Harbour. So it looks nothing like David Harbour. It looks exactly no, it like, look anything like him. Like a small, like a not right. super exactly. Exactly, or you know, inspired the wig. By. He's you got like I mean? a wig. Come sure. on, Nick, you got to think. When, use your brain. When you look at the Crimson Dynamo, do you say he looks exactly like Captain America, or he's inspired by Captain America? You know, Crimson uh, Dynamo. He looks, like he looks nothing like thing. Captain America. I really hope that we get the the director's commentary. And young David Harbor here was really inspired by Ted from <laughs> Small Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Which was Kevin Feige's very first project. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting all the information for their show from our show. <laughs> we we got to stop watching a show called Kind of Funny. We got to stop doing that. 
So they try to leave town and there's people there like they've already got the road stopped or whatever. So they go a different way and they leave town a different way and they drive by a baseball game. Oh, Rachel Weiss apologized to ScarJo too. She's like, sorry, I don't want to do this either. And it's like, we got to go though. And so they go and they get there to an airfield and then they go into a little hangar. It's just, you know, it's just a tent. And there's a plane in there and they start getting it ready. And David Harbour just flips this giant uh, metal thing like the Hulk would. Like, oh, man, he's, he's, he's super strong. That's cool. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, bad guy or the cop, not the bad guys. I guess the good guys are showing up. Turns out they're shield agents, right? And they 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 race on there and David Harbour starts pew, pew, taking pop shots at him. And then the plane pulls out and they start going to the plane. And then they start this shield guys, they're shooting pew, 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 they're shooting at the plane, right? And they hit Rachel Weiss, and then little Scarjo's gotta come up and fly the plane. And then uh, uh uh David Harbour, he's shooting back at the shield guys, and he starts running and he jumps on the wing and he's hanging on the wing for a while and he's shooting. Yeah, Kevin. I just want to say all of this action is really cool. David Harbour really shooting, shooting from like the wing and running. All of it looked really cool. Uh, and also very, very like the, the drama real high right here where she gets shot through the shoulder. I'm stressing out. I know they're going to get up, but this little kid is doing a great job acting. I was scared for her. It's tough. Yeah. Down to this scene for not being in the trailer. Like this is like the type yeah. of stuff I want to see from this type of movie where I'm sitting here in the theater. And I'm like, didn't expect any of this. Yeah, it was cool. Thank you. So, uh, as Kevin was saying, they get up. Uh, they get the plane off the ground. Of course, they cause a bunch of car accidents. They kill a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Turns out later they'll be Hydra agents, but you understand. Uh, they get in the air, and they fly from Ohio to Cleveland. You know what I mean? A very similar uh, flight that Barrett just took from San Francisco to Cleveland, but I'll leave it out. Uh, so then they he gets to Cuba, and this is where the accents come out, right? This is this is the heart of communism down there, and they're all like, hey, "Mother Russia" and all that stuff, and like they're you know they're slapping faces and hugging and doing like these kind of handshakes and shit. And then <laughs> Rachel Weiss, she's been shot, and she's on a she's on a stretcher. So the kids start flipping out, and they'll be fine. And uh, Rachel Weiss uh, taps ScarJo, baby ScarJo, and she's like, you know, don't let him take your heart or whatever. And then, you know, David Harbour's talking to the guy, uh, Dragoff, Dracoff, uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, we're best friends, and we always will be, right, Dracoff? And he's like, we sure will be. And he's like, I don't want to go back undercover anymore, though. Let me go be, you know, uh, Crimson Dynamo again. I really like being him. I like running around and punching stuff. Wrong name. But it's an in joke because that's what Elena calls him. And if you would have watched the fucking film rather than fucking describing your ass the entire movie, you'd know this. All right. What, what I do? That's what we've admitted. Scratching the ass, Kevin. He said scratching just to be clear. I thought he was saying fucking something in your ass. He said fucking scratching your ass. So this is kind of like our first hint that, oh, they're, they're, they don't care about each other for a reason, right? Like this is kind of our first hint at it because at this point, we we still are to believe that they are just a normal couple that met each other, right? I I from the beginning was I like, mean, oh, never... this is all fake. This is all fake. Yeah, this no, is. Like I, the I assume. Yeah, I watched the Americans. I assume yeah. they were put together. Yeah. Oh, I saw God, a commercial I didn't watch for the, the Americans. Americans. My bad. Enough. Got it. Yeah, because when Peter Ryan produced the Americans, Andy J.J. Abrams, the same person who did Small Wonder. Thank you very much. Hit. Kevin Feige. When she's. So when Mama's bleeding out and David Harbour doesn't give a shit at all and the kids are all scared. No, see, that's the thing. He, David Harbour gives a shit, but it is yeah. part of the mission. No, he gives that a was, shit that was... they've been banging, right? They've been banging for a while. Oh, yeah, like, they've been banging. They've, they've been He's like, hey, we're mom and dad. Let's bang it out. And, like, they're all yeah. into it. They got to keep up appearances. He's like, honey, you never know if the neighbors have cameras in here. And he's like, she's like, great point. Anyways, they load her on the plane, and then uh, they start, start to separate the kids here, right? And uh, baby Scar Joe won't have it. She, you know, grabs the dude's gun. Love and this she's part. like, ah, come on. 
Come she on, doesn't just grab his gun. She she walks up like a trained soldier, pulls the gun and kicks him at the same time. Well, yeah. And then it's just like, I'll fucking kill you. And so you're yeah. like, damn, they like trained this kid already. Yeah, she's already been part of the Red Room. And we assume yeah. that the like the six-year-old girl, Yelena. I don't think she had yet. Yeah, so no, she has. She, yeah. she doesn't want to go back. She started there, the remember, project when she was back. three. Yelena, not oh, so she, she yeah. so Yelena probably wasn't brought in. I can't imagine them training a three year old. Yeah, because remember, she has that she has that moment later where she's like, To all of you, you all knew this was fake. To me, it was real. Like, the, I didn't know that you weren't my family until this all thing happened, which is like gut rid well, of so again, heartbreaking. This is at the crux of why she grabs the gun, Scarlett Johansson's. Uh, yeah, because she knows what Ned. she's about to go through. And it's horrible. she's like, yeah, she she won't, doesn't want her to be sent to the Red Room. She knows what yeah. she's about to, to do, let alone she doesn't want to go back. Uh, but, you know, David Harbour talks her down. And is like, you know, hey, Russia. And they're like, oh, OK, cool. And then the guys come up behind. They get her. They get them with syringes. Right. Knock them out. And then we get a, you know, a, a cool credits, opening credit crawl, right? Where it's like, I got to stop you out. here, Greg yeah. Miller, to introduce a new podcast within a podcast called Tim's Top Tings. Tim's Top Tings, Tings, Tims, Tips on Tings, 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 Tips on Tings, 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 30 seconds. Tips on Tings, Tings. I can't say that. That was a lot, man. I'm proud you got that far. Does it only go on for 30 seconds? Because we have, we're nine seconds in. I'm on fire. 11 seconds I need in. to explain this. Need to explain this to everybody. Um, I just wanted to make a podcast with a podcast called Tim's Top Things, but that doesn't sound as good as Tim's Top Tings. So I, I slacked Andy. I need a theme song for Tim's Top Tings in 30 seconds. Didn't mean the show and title would seconds. be in 30 that seconds. 30 seconds. I meant Tim, stop talking. I was giving Andy 30 seconds to make a theme song sure. for Tim's Top Tings. So here we are uh, with Tim's top things in movies. Amazing. Period. <laughs> Amazing. All right. All right. Okay. So we can just start here. We can start here. Andy, you fucking killed it. I love you so much. I thought uh, it was like, I thought it was like an Andy's 30 second review. Like, yeah. you're, you're gonna do, yeah. here's a 30 that second review. That was my bad. Ticket. Got it. That Got was it. my bad. So here's how this works. Okay. I am now adding a fourth thing to the Tim's Top Tings wow. list. You guys have never heard any of it, but at number no, one, we're talking about movies. We're talking about what are Tim's favorite moments. And is number one, the Tim's Top Tings. No, it's the cavalry is here moment. It is the mm. moment where things are looking bad, but then all of a sudden someone comes through. It's Dominic Toretto in, in Fate of the Furious. It's on your left. It's the the, the entire Overwatch 2 <laughs> announcement trailer. We're doing some fun stuff here, right? That's number one. Number two is a post-credit scene that makes the entire theater make noise you know what i mean whether it's an oh shit whether it's crying whether it's, whatever, it's a post-credit scene that everyone's feeling something about number three the getting the team together scene usually it's earlier in the movie but you gotta love it and number four the dope opening credits moment and this fucking movie gave me it and i didn't expect it i didn't see it coming i didn't see the use of the nirvana song are you kidding me an, oh, an epic opening song that normally would be reserved for movie trailers no this movie has two great movie trailer music moments one straight up just using a whole fucking song for a dope opening montage with incredible visuals love the motion graphics we don't get the end credit scene it's if you notice normally marvel movies end with the the flashy credits we get that in the beginning. Make it part of the movie. Give us some story. Fuck yeah. Love that a lot. And also, a lot of the Black Widow trailer music we saw, the like crazy-ass synth shit, they had that sprinkled throughout here. So shout out to all of you. Fucking love this stuff. That's number four. Andy Cortez, what's up? Yeah, I, I wanted to say that that opening credit sequence, I absolutely love it because it reminds me a lot of Black Ops Call of Duty's intro where it's all this sort of, you know, Redacted. photos of... 
Drakeoff or whatever with all you see him with Bill Clinton, you're like, oh, he's a pedophile too. Like it's crazy seeing all this sort of shit happening. Jeffrey Epstein but, didn't kill himself. Yeah, but like all these, like all the imagery really reminds me of kind of, hey, when you want to make a when you want to make a video about like somebody being sought after, right, by the government, you need a dope ass song, and you kind of need crazy like visuals and encircling his face and showing a map and all this shit like all like it's so it's like there's a a class out there on youtube that's like hey want to make this type of intro here's how you do it and everybody follows the same formula and it works every time it's beautiful like, and, and and i'm like dude I, I leaned over to joey i was like this movie rules like i already exactly. love this shit yeah this was the moment where it's like oh fuck this movie is more than i thought it was going to be yeah so it's more than meets the eye more than meets the eye transformers so they roll through that, and again we get you know uh, Natasha and uh, little Natasha uh, again <laughs> thrown in the jail, the the like mine cart with all the other kids taken there. T- you know they're they're buzzing in, they're they're watching cartoons, but they're all in captivity and learning to be a c- killers. We got it. Then we jump ahead twenty one years later, right? And it's Natasha herself, Black Widow, ScarJo in the bathroom. You know she's clearly moving things around, and she's got a disguise kind of thing. She's moving around there, and then who shows up? Thunderbolt Ross himself, and he's they surround the place that she's in and he's caught she he's like i want her alive she broke the sokovia accord she attacked the king of wakanda so there we go you know immediately putting this movie into place right bink all right cool this is post uh civil war but pre-civil war credit scene because of course when thunderbolt ross gets her on the phone he's like oh we already got all the other one including the little shrinking man or whatever like they're all in jail and now we're gonna get your ass too and you fucking broke the sokovia accords and she's like oh really i don't think so you're this makes you look desperate and you're embarrassing he's like ah i had a triple bypass well she calls that out but uh fucking thunderbolt ross having a million heart attacks he looks rough well is it just like is it just the de-aging of somebody who's way too old at this point no i think he's really old right yeah like like, I, I got the aged him. I think they were just like, oh, he just had heart surgery. Is there no dude? They had like hell of prosthetics on him. You could tell like it, he just. At, there was a point where I was like, damn, he looks really old, and they're like seventy lot of this. And then I started sort of thinking, is this just a completely different person acting as him? Because maybe he was too no old way. for the role. And then it got to the point, Tim, where I, I think of, um, I think of of goddamn Gandalf, uh, what's his actual name? Sir Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. I, I'm thinking of Ian McKellen in Lord of the Rings and how he was already old by that point. And then he reprised the role nearly 20 years later in The Hobbit. And by this point, he is just, like, fucking old. Same with Christopher Lee. And, like, they did... At a point, I was like, I don't know if... Is he walking correctly? I don't know. I was very put off by this scene. I, I again, had to lean over to Joey in about three or four moments of leaning over and being like, damn. Thunderbolt Ross, man. He's seen better days, dude. He looks really rough up here. And he has upcoming projects too. If I remember correctly, he's gonna be in She-Hulk. So Oh yeah, he's 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 one of those great through line characters, right? That's you know, in all these different movies. Yeah. And I, you know, just like talking about some fun future stuff like the uh Valentino Allegra De Fontaine stuff, like it's she's probably working with him. So it's like them yeah. connecting all that stuff and that being in this Wait. movie is definitely for a reason. Is this what he actually looked like in the late one? Like, is Andy totally right? <laughs> like, like, yeah. maybe he just like lost a lot of weight, but he just doesn't look healthy. It's worries. I mean, he's a human being, you know. No, no, no I, well, that's not a real image of him. It is. He looks fucking weird in this movie. I'm with Andy. I didn't entirely. even notice. I didn't even notice hurt. That he's old. 
But this enlarge that again. That's not a real image of this man. Yes, it is. Looks that's how he looked from a trailer. That's from that Avengers game that Greg likes. I'm looking at. I'm looking. Do it again. I'm looking right now. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you that he looks older in this movie. I am on Disney Plus right now. I'm at the 1654 mark, and that is not. I mean, it's not like obviously the same image, but like that's like that's like fucking Bigfoot photography there. Why is end? Why is Avengers Endgame also look like he was fucking taken by a paparazzi? Nick, so we've been we were just having the discussion that like he looks like he has crazy prosthetics on, like to Mm -hmm. de-age him, obviously. Because this is supposed to be him in the in the what late nineties or what what era was this? What year was this? Uh, twenty one years after ninety five. You do the math. Twenty sixteen. Oh, oh, way later. Okay, never mind. Either way, he just looks like they're really trying to put some duct tape on something that isn't put together that well. And if you would have told me that the actor was like eighty eight and they were trying to do their best to make him look younger, I would have believed it. But seventy one, not bad. Anyway, he, he circles up. They start all moving in. She talks all her shit or whatever, and they finally get to the bathroom and they kick in the door. And guess what? She's not in there at all. Just her suit and her tracking device. She's all the way up in Stupid. fucking Norway, right? She's so on a little, uh, little, a little, uh, little, little, uh, little boat. Oh, I'm in Norway. Also, I'm I think a little boat. Greg, and so Robert she's up there. She's gonna start being like, hurt. "Fuck, what the fuck, man?" And so, uh, you know, she gets there and she gets off the boat and. I'm gonna introduce. No, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Don't. don't shh, shh, Greg, shh. Is this the part where they come out of the water and then all the all the women start chanting like Gregorian chants? And they're like, no, that you're thinking of Jack, Zach, Zach Snyder's <laughs> Justice League for our. Oh, like, sorry, I got those right. confused. My bad. They, they, they come out. We have her costume, sir, and the tracking ship. And he's, he's like, "Fuck, she got away!" And then all the Shield agents gather around and walk forward, going, "I am a Black Widow. Where have you gone?" <laughs> Accords, you signed them. You broke the law. <laughs> comes out with an incense. <laughs> joking here, Greg. But shout out to the score in this movie and its use of Gregorian chants, like the Russian chants. Yeah, fucking awesome! I love that shit. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, then this is where we jump over to see uh, Yelena herself as uh, in the Black Widow squad. Right? They're making a move on a target. This target's got some stuff, and she's in that room. We're watching her, and we're all getting ready to do the thing. And then, oh no, we're, we've been made. Ramirez, I've lost sight of Ramirez. And so they fucking run out there, and they she's like, I'm going, I'm group leader, I'll go fucking get this woman. And so she's running around, and then the woman on the ground's running around, she's got a little lunchbox, and a woman's run, 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 and they're all run, 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 and then boom, door hits her in the face, right? A very we got a, we got our we got our own Loki moment here, you know what I mean? Just like it, just like when Hulk slams the door open, hits Tony Stark, fucks everything up. This is one of those through lines in you know, you think of Star Wars, what do you think of it, Andy? When you think of a good through I've nice. got a bad feeling about this. Let's shoehorn that in every fucking motion picture. It really reminds you this is fake shit. This is the fake shit of the MCU. Doors are always gonna hit people and they're gonna drop important things. So what happens? Door flies open, hits this woman, she drops her case. Uh young black widow comes out. Yeah, I'm the new Black Widow, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" And they they fight for a second or whatever, and she got the knife, and they're going back. She drops the knife, she gets stabbed in the gut, does one, does like yeah, the little move yeah, up, and then sad. the pull over, Andy. That doesn't oh, heal. That's not going to heal. Twists. That's oh. you, twist, Andy. That's how you get the oh. infection yeah. in there. Never twist. Never twist. Uh, unless you're trying to kill someone, in which case, twist, twist. Uh, <sighs> was it not uh, Yelena who opened the door and hit her with it? It was Yelena. Yeah. Okay. 
I said young Black <laughs> Widow because I will continue to str- struggle with Yelena no, no, as a name no, no, throughout no. this entire I, thing. I, I thought you were implying that a random door had opened coincidentally and hit her. No, yeah. no, it was it was part of the thing. It was definitely part of the thing. Uh, yeah, sorry, Nick Scarpino, what's your question? Uh, I'm just looking right now, confirming William Hurt has always looked like he was 71 years old. There is not yeah, one picture of this man who ever when he ever looked Nick, young. You, you missed the well, he lost a lot of weight, remember? And I think I, that's what really made. Now here's the thing: this is a future setup for next week's interview for Space Jam. But if you're telling me this man's 71, he has a whole year to get himself a motorbike. Just saying. Oh wow! So that's Just that's saying. a nice in review Easter egg for you. What I don't understand. Is that a Dumb and Dumber Dumb and Dumber reference? He a reference just to the director of Space Jam. <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> Remember when the director oh. of Space Jam rode a motorbike? Yeah. I, if you just said dirt bike, I would have been with you. Motorbike right, makes it me. sound like I'm not up on my bike terminology. You know what Tim, I mean, okay. Tim? I know that that happened today. Would have guessed it was a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, this morning we recorded that. But yeah, yeah, it's all good, guys. Sorry, don't mean to sidetrack this. Let's keep going. So she stabs lunchbox lady, and that in her final throws, lunchbox lady takes one of these vials and cracks it, and she sucks in all this red stuff, and it, her eyes go all red for a second. And she's like, well, oh, no. And she, I forget the red lunchbox lady's name, but young, uh, not Scarlet Wid- uh, Black Widow, Black Widow is like, oh, no, lunchbox lady, we were friends. And she's like, yeah. ah. She might say something. I forget. Free them all. Uh, she's no, like, free the rest for, of them. Note for the dying girl. Would have start had one of those in my hand just in case that's who they send to chase after me, you know? A black yeah, girl. Smart that's been move. You know? Would this was ready. the moment. In contrast to the opening montage, was like, oh, this is going to be a good movie. This was the moment when her eyes went red where I'm like, okay, Mm-mm-mm. okay, maybe not, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. maybe not. Uh, but she wakes up and she's like, oh, man, something's wrong here, right? And uh, then all the other widows are like, little black widow, little black widow, where have you gone? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they radio back home to... Oh, it's like it's like you have the script right in front of you. <laughs> they they radio home. I gotta keep every time I'm gonna look for this motherfucker's name, Drakeoff. I look at IMDb every time I go down Drakeoff. They hit up Drakeoff and they're like, listen, team leader's compromised. And he's like, find her and fuck her up. And then he goes downstairs and Taskmaster's there. And Taskmaster's watching Hawkeye fight in from Civil War, right? With arrows. And Taskmaster's learning this. And again, they don't really call it out. I mean, we know it obviously, and then eventually they kind of say it, but you know, whatever. Uh, and then on, on top of watching their learning. Now uh, you know they come, they, he comes down, or somebody comes down. They hand a USB drive to some lady, and she comes over. She shoves that in Taskmaster, and then she goes, "Smile, why so serious?" <laughs> like, well, that was a weird one. That's a weird <laughs> scene for me, but okay. Yeah, yeah smile, Taskmaster. We're just sitting there like a big weirdo. Anyways, now that that's in play, and we know about the lunchbox, now we go uh, up to more Norway, right? And uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson, she's just up in Norway now, just like, mm-hmm, it's nice here in Overcast. No one will find me. And so she goes to like a trailer in the middle of nowhere, no- Norware, Norware, Norway. Huh? Norway oh, no, yeah. I'm Norway. Who does she find in there? Who does she find in there, everybody? The husband from uh, Handmaid's Tale. And I was like, Fuck yeah. Love this guy in Handmaid's Tale. Happy to see him get more work. Then what happens? This guy opens his mouth, and it's the thing that just breaks my heart every time. I'm like, you're fucking British, aren't you? Uh, Why are all these great actors coming from Britain? You know what I mean? Cameron Cuff. This guy. Rachel Wise. Rachel Wise. Rachel Wise. I'm the Tom list Holland. goes on. You're filling it. Filling it with your favorite Oh, Henry Cavill. There you yeah. go. There's a good one. Oh, Never knew she was She's over Henry there doing Cavill's shit too, right? British? HBO oh, yeah. show. What's the HBO show? Recession. Mayor of Easttown. 
Sopranos. Yeah. What's her name? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Kate, yeah. Well, that's different. No I knew way. that. No she way. never Super made American. any false pretenses. She showed up in Titanic and she's like, listen, everybody, Here's I'm going to be am. famous. <laughs> I'm kind of British. And I'm like, I get it. Cool. Thank you for not pulling the wool over my eyes for British. multiple seasons of Handmaid's Tale. There wasn't enough space uh, for both of us on that one. Exactly. Anyways, uh, he, we introduce Hands Made Tail Guy, and he's like, yo, I'm a guy who can find things and fix things, and I got you this thing, and uh, you get to stay here, and there's gas out there, and you got to bring your trash in. It's 20 kilometers or some shit, and also here's a bunch of mail from Budapest, and she's like, Budapest, and she's like, Budapest, and she's like, Budapest, and I'm like, I don't know. I've never heard anyone say Budapest, all right? And I'm actually, I'm pretty sure I've heard Hawkeye say to you, Budapest, and I've heard you say Budapest to him. Did they ever correct it? Why wasn't this thing? You know what I mean? This, or was it correct? Read- and I this read to me as uh, Kevin Feige and MCU team seeing Reddit threads for years and being like, they're saying it wrong. And they're like, oh, it's kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod. Of like, we're addressing the fandom. Totally. Did they do that? Did she call it Budapest in the movie in Avengers? No, I think it's I think, the, I think that's Bud- how you're think, supposed to say it. Yeah, I think they I think they originally called pronounced it Budapest. And she uh-huh. now is trying to correct that by saying Budapest. But she I never got corrected on camera, right? So why would that be something that when she, she said it no, wrong? She, she corrected someone else on camera. He was like, I, "What happened? Something, something nope, Budapest." Nope. She said, "Okay, we're, we're lines are getting crossed here." She has a conversation with Hawkeye in the previous movies where they both right. talk about Budapest. They right. never they pronounce it incorrectly. Yeah, they, back they then. said it wrong. They're fixing it now, Greg. So now so they're fixing it while her with her correcting another person's mispronunciation. I mean, she never. She should be corrected. That would be the scene, right? She's learned <laughs> and she is now correcting them. She yeah, learned off camera. camera. That's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, it's it's one of those where I wish you would just run the whole gamut, right? It's Puma and it's Jaguar. Can Puma. we just correct Puma. all these Puma. stupid Americans who don't understand yeah, how to say so words correctly? All right. Yeah, I left you all your stuff from Budapest. You were right about that. And real quick before I leave, the funny little videos that aren't videos on the internet. Do you call them GIFs? GIFs? All right. Thanks. I'm going to walk off into this field now. I'm the guy from Handmaid's Tale. Uh, she, she, but she's like, I don't want any of this crap from Budapest, Budapest, Budapest. And so he's like, well, then you fucking throw it away. You got to go drive into town anyway, right? And she's like, fine. Throws the trap in her car or crap in her car. Then she starts like chilling out in her new uh, cool camper and she's uh what she's just chilling out oh this is where you're talking she had the hair dye right she had the hair dye that were like teasing she did she end up dyeing her hair oh that was the yeah, blonde guy that's where she it's got like where she learned about buddha pressure or whatever also interesting jen and i called out when, when like what is she eating caviar she's just sitting there eating caviar like uh, uh rachel weiss wanted in the the you know before times oh, i want macaroni cool. and cheese like i want caviar and champagne that's anyways funny uh generator dies she goes out there she's like this is totally fucked and there's no gas she shakes the gas can she's like fuck it tosses it in next to the fucking vhs lunchbox tape oh by the way in the mail from budapest was the uh, 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 lunchbox you know and what i mean that's so, kind of funny we don't, have to dis- we don't have to discuss this any further further as what you know after what i'm just about to say but if you were to show me like five different foods and ask me which one is caviar i wouldn't be able to point it out go ahead and continue greg no you would. I know you, you wouldn't would. eat it though would you you wouldn't eat it would you I probably wouldn't eat it, but I also don't even know what it looks like. You eat you it on little it is, pancakes. Though. Isn't that good enough for you? On a pancake? Little, little baby pancake. pancake. Thought about this big. Shut the fuck up. I thought like Bellinis, a cracker. Bellinis, I thought, yeah. thought it would be a little cracker. Cracker. But Bellinis are all, you know, there you get a little sour cream or whatever. The white, the white fr- fresh egg. Like, fry. When I was in France after the London meet and greet, we went to a caviar restaurant. That's like what they did. Let me tell you, I had a bunch of caviar in different ways. It was crazy. 
Which, right. how, what was the most extreme way that they gave you the caveat? <laughs> they held me down. <laughs> they held me down and brought out a funnel. <laughs> you paid for the gourmet package, Piggy. <laughs> Can't wait for this one. Like, this is the only English you've spoken to me all night. Stop. Jesus, God, we've gone off the rails. <laughs> Were we ever on the rail? No, no Were we, we ever on the rail? Right on the time that I legitimately hurt my back hard. trying to do a stone cold back bend, and now the rest of the weekend I'm gonna have to pretend like I didn't hurt myself doing a fucking podcast. That's when if we I went can, off. The I mean, rail. if we're gonna have it, Andy, do you mind us taking a quick side? We're taking a quick. We're pulling off onto the shoulder of the road here. Do you mind? I know you wanted a very buttoned up interview today. Is that okay? Yeah. What I want to call out is that I'm, not, I'm Greg Miller. You know what I mean? I don't pat myself on the back often, all right? But I do want it on the record. I took off my pants and no one noticed, all right? <laughs> <laughs> hot today. It is a hot one today. Oh, I can't. Anyways, old Star Joe's bobbing to the radio. <laughs> she goes to turn on a bridge. Fucking rocket launcher. It's Taskmaster. <laughs> and she's like, oh, shit, what the fuck? So she tries to get out of the car, and then you know she can't get out of the car, and then he's coming, and she's she finally gets out of the car, and she shoots, but he's using the shield just like Captain America again. I could have gone. For, I'm with him on this. Could have gone for not like beat me over the head with it, but little home like Steve or whatever. You know what I mean? Something like this. Oh, what's going on? You know what I mean? And so they're over there doing it or whatever. And they're fighting on the bridge, very similar to, of course, Marvel's Avengers. Remember, of course, Black Widow, oh, yeah, Taskmaster fighting on the bridge. Distractingly similar. I would very say. similar, right? Because already right. in Avengers, that was already similar to other times you've seen taskmaster sure. in animated properties which granted i understand there's levels of mainstream canon of what sure. people understand but yeah this, this was a little weird for me uh on top of that i do want when we get to voting my vote should count for two votes since of course no. i've played the red room takedown uh in or takeover the red room takeover in marvel's avengers right now and i did buy uh the white suit today there's so just no you are one of 40 that. people no i'll allow it Thank you, thank you very much, Nick. That means a lot to me. So they brawl, and you know she's she's wounded uh, or she's fucked up from the 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 explosion, right? She's not a hundred percent. Taskmaster's taking it to her. Like, we already talked about it. We get the cool flip. They do the same thing. We she he does drops the knife, uses the knife. Uh, you know we're, we see it, and she but she's losing. And so eventually, you know, she understands this is bad. I'm not, I'm in a bad situation here, right? And so like he's fucking her up. Uh, she eventually is this where it was? You're talking about where she shoots the the whoop, 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 rope around his legs, then she attaches him to the thing. Is this where he swings yeah. like Spider Man? Because he cuts it. I gotta go back and watch. He that. cuts it uh, and he swings through. Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't do the hand thing, but yeah, yeah, but he does the, the like Spider Man pose. Yeah. Anyways, this gives her a quick second to run to the lunch pail. She opens the lunch pail. He doesn't know this. R- r- runs the lunch pail, opens it up, takes all the vials. And then he's like, see you later. Or she's like, see you later, trash. I guess we could say he because we don't know the reveal yet. See you later, trash. And throws her off the bridge. And then opens Dude, the lunch no. box. Like, doesn't he just kick her the fuck off in the most brutal fashion? I like yeah. so it, was that, it was that kick that me and about five other people around me all at the same time were like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? And they, I, I think that sequence was just done really well visually and um audioly was what i'm looking for audibly, Andy, audibly. Andy, audibly. speaking of uh visual sequence is done really well look at this see this oh wow yeah here we are uh, here we go. Go. already nope. made the gift <laughs> nope I didn't even get. You guys got way farther than I did. I didn't get anywhere close to this. There we go. It's funny looking at it. Looking at it, I can. You know, you can start to plan and be like, okay, I need to use more arms in it. That's the problem. Yeah, I feel like I could do it. I feel like I could do it. Kevin, I think if you just warmed up a little bit and stretched, honestly, that's what I need—a good stretching. Yeah. What I I I need—just like five minutes of stretching and warm up. You can crush that. 
I need Nick to to uh, a sequence of Nick saying like, yeah, you know, I've been training in uh, in you know mixed martial arts for quite a while, and I do a lot of jujitsu, and then it immediately cuts to him shooting the basketball straight up, and then to that move right there. God, that like, was. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, a bridge, a bridge move is something you have to do a lot in jujitsu, and that is that is sad. <laughs> that was I got about half a foot, like half of a centimeter off the ground, and pulled my back muscle. Anyway, this sequence, I love just the way that how loud everything was, right? It was just sort of like an attack on all the senses. And then as soon as she gets kicked and hit and that really like good impact sound that you really want, she hits that fucking thing and it is silent immediately. And you just hear her splashing into the water. Beautifully done. I loved this whole sequence. And so, uh, yeah, she's she washes up on shore. Uh, Taskmaster looks out and is like, fuck, this sucks. And uh, out on shore, she looks at the red thing from the lunchbox and finds the photo because you know, I, I skipped this. But when they were evacuating the house, uh, Yelena grabbed the photo thing and kept them or whatever. And so she tore half and put them in there and mailed it to the Budapest safe house. Right. And so now Scarjo is like, shit, I got to go back to Budapest. Right. And we've heard a lot about Budapest. Right. And this is something that comes up all the time in the MCU. And we're talking about Hawkeye. So this is where she goes to the safe house. Like we're talking about, uh, she goes in there and, uh, that's where she meets up with Elena. And this was the fight scene we were talking about earlier. What I thought was super Jason Borney, right. Of them like rolling around beat the shit, using what they can in the house to fight each other. You know, Elena eventually goes over there, grabs the knife and then she grabs Scarjo, grabs something off a desk and they start brawling bra- around. They switch each other's guns cool shit i really enjoyed this they must suffer from cte in the future like there's no way their brains are not rocking around their skull just destroying all their mental faculties by the age of 58 you know sure well this is the one too where uh natasha grabs yelena right and like throws her into like a the like cupboard like smashes her through something that was was good all the action here is really good and andy they're they're not making it that far along yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, definitely not Scarlet, right? But. <laughs> uh, so then they, uh, what, they they are choking each other, but they stop. And then they start catching up. And she explains a little bit of what's going on, right? Yeah, she explains what's going on of like, listen, like, whoa, I got brainwashed. And that's what this is, the antidote or whatever. And she's kind of like, oh, no, no, I killed them. Is this where they, they lay it all out? I, you know, no, I yeah. killed that guy. Did you, did you confirm the body? It feels too early. It feels rushed because they get, people come to get them. People yeah. come to get them, right? Yeah, the, the scene I want to give a shout out to, though, uh, I thought was really good for kind of just development of the MCU as a whole because uh, I have a lot of cr- criticism of the power levels and how they make these humans like too overpowered. I think the scene was really good for the most part. Uh, there were some hits and throws into walls and shit where I'm like, okay, her spine is broken. But sure. uh, I or think that you, the it's way like, I, I, you digitally took out the rope, but there's no way a body would move like that naturally. <laughs> But the way that they built up that these are two humans fighting and they're they're at the peak of their performance, I thought they did a really good job of obviously we know the ScarJo, Natasha Black Widow, we know her abilities, but like this is our introduction to Florence Pugh. And like there's that question of how are you gonna make them the same level but still make both of them badass? And I think that the use of the curtain to kind of wrap around both of them so they're both kind of choking each other was a really good end to that scene to be like uh, a passing of the torch in terms of oh she's equally badass like she is yeah. also black widow quality and i, I thought well, that was really well done it's it's th- it's shown throughout as the other widows fight or whatever but i love the idea that you know we've only known uh natasha we've only known our black widow right so to see her tackle with other people who have been trained the same way they go to the same moves like right where there's that like check down of what you would do in this situation based on how you've been trained based on the sweeps all these different things where it's like oh that's a really cool idea that yeah like Obviously, there's going to be people who 
are better, but like you all have the same uh, toolbox of weaponry to use, right? So you understand. They're all trained at Cobra Kai. Exactly. So it's like when they face exactly. off against Miyagi Do, they don't see what's coming. So, so hard. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so around. And so, uh, you know, you're, everything gets laid out. The jig's up, though. The other widows move in. Everybody takes off running. Uh, there's a bunch of gunfire and there's like smoke in the air and they're beating the shit out of some people, but then they, they get take off running. They're trying to get to a motorbike and uh, they run and they run and they run. And they're on some rooftops. They slide down some rooftops. There's one widow in pursuit slides down a rooftop. Uh, they detach a chimney. They ride the chimney down. Uh, oh, this is where Black Widow gets her. Like, see, I'm different than all of you. Like, uh, this woman starts, the other widow who's trying to kill her starts slipping. Natasha grabs her. I'll save you. She grabs a knife, starts swinging at her. Then they all, well, uh, what? Uh, Elena falls into a, a glass window. This is where Natasha grabs onto a railing and then kind of tumbles down. And the other widow just falls straight down and gets fucked up. And Natasha comes down there Your and she's like, listen, fucked. it's cool. We don't got to do this. Let's not fight. And she's like, they get, we get the overhead shot of her like in a pool of green water and her legs all fucked up and shit. And she's like, no, and it looks like she's going to shoot at Natasha with her thing. But then she turns on herself and she goes, I don't want to do this. And then we get uh, uh, Drake cough back at home, right? Who hits the, and you know what? From What's the, he doesn't Drake. even know me. God. Draco, oh, Draco really? Malfoy. He's Draco, Draco. from here on out. Yeah, Draco Malfoy. Uh, he's like, you know what? Boop, 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 bing, and he hits the button, and they, she shoots herself. And then uh, Elena shows back up. Or Elena, and she's like, now do you believe me? She's like, yeah, I guess I do. And they start talking about it, and the Taskmaster shows up. And then they run, and they get on a bike, and then they race away. And Taskmaster is in a giant uh, tank, and Taskmaster chasing them. And there's a whole, yeah, I'm sorry, Kevin. I, was just, I, I wish they had done this scene a little bit differently instead of her shooting herself in the face which is very dramatic. Uh, I do wish that she had like held her own breath or something. And then like, so it would just been like, then she stopped breathing. And then later revealed that like when they showed the pig, Uh. like, oh shit, like they turned off the breathing function in her brain and she just died there quietly. I feel like that would have been more impactful. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome, Kevin. Uh, now there's a lot of driving and Taskmaster shooting. I think this, yeah, this is where they use a car as a like Fast and Furious to soften a fall. Uh, Kevin, I like these glasses. Uh, also the tank too. Like I didn't like it. Like the the whole like Taskmaster doesn't need a tank. Like this whole thing just kind of felt like taking everything to twelve. When like honestly, it, an eight would have sufficed. It was um, it was a, gosh, I'm thinking I'm I'm missing the name right here. Bone Crusher Skull. And bones, what's his name from Winter Soldier? Crossbones. Crossbones. It that's like something that he would drive. Like that's just brute force, not a whole lot of thought behind it. And I especially, especially hated the entrance of it. When they get on the bike and they're like trying to rev up the bike or whatever, and then it like crashes and just kind of stays there looking at him. And it was such a video game moment where like it felt like a video game. Absolutely. This is uncharted. Yeah, what, but like when you let the sequence uh, play out without doing anything, <laughs> like before you hit the quick time event, it's like, let's just see what happens. And the car's just kind of sitting there looking at him. I don't like, yeah, yeah. I, you would have killed him. Like, just fucking kill him. <laughs> I do, I did really, really like the, um, as they're both running to the, the motorcycle and she's like, which one's yours? She's like, the green one, duh. And goes for the, she goes for her, her keys, Yelena. And it's like, what, where are the keys? And then, uh, you know, Black Widow pulls him out. Like, had yeah, had gotcha, gotcha. That. that felt like they, they. I feel like they did a good job peppering that like sibling dynamic, like all over the place. Where it's like it felt very real. Like you yeah. know, when we have it's those very, moments, very big brother, little brother, or big sister, little sister. I, I love that dynamic, and I thought that was like the strength of the movie for sure. 
okay, so then, yeah, a lot of chasing. They steal a car. Uh, at one point, she's like, your plan sucks or whatever, and then she makes the car go in reverse and then slams the door off to hit the woman who's chasing him on a motorcycle. I like that. Uh, but eventually we get to that Carmageddon thing you were talking about where the car gets poof, smashed over, right? Tumbles into the subway. Uh, they pop out. Yelena's like, wait, I'm bleeding and I'm hurt. And uh, Black Widow's like, don't fix it. Trust me. And so then, you know, uh, old Taskmaster, uh, she comes down there and uh, she starts following the blood trail and she follows it down a hole, like a grate and goes underground. And it turns out they were above ground. Uh, it was it was a trap there. You use the blood to get her down there. And then this is where me and Clint held up or hold up in Budapest after they tr- they thought they killed draco malfoy and draco malfoy's daughter by accident and this is this is must be where they're she's like did you ever see the fucking body she's like i saw the daughter's body or whatever and she's like that's not good enough the daughter wasn't the guy and he's like oh no i never did it all right whatever this fucking sucks and uh then it's life on a on the run right like they talk more Wanna, you know, wow. are you seeing the Rascal Flats version? Oh, nylon. You know, I know there was an original version of that song, and I, I don't like that. You know, you only it. know the Cars version, the Rascal Flats version, the best version. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm not gonna argue. Shut I saw out. Rascal Flats in concert, Columbia, Missouri. Uh, granted, when they set off their like streamers, one of them didn't unroll, hit me right in the temple. What I was explains <laughs> <laughs> so much. That explain. Hey, Greg, what's what's the current state of your pants right now? Are they still lying on a hardwood floor next to you? Yeah, they're over here on the ground. Yeah, now we know anyway. why. We blame. We can blame Rascal Flats for that. Anyways. They do their whole catch-up thing. Yeah, uh, they they stop at a gas temple. station to get some stuff, and they talk, they banter here again. Oh, this is what I love about the movie, I right? I love this Yeah, yeah. Then they go to another gas station or the same gas station, but at night. And this is where, yeah, they have some drinks. There's a guy fixing his car over there. Uh, Elena's trying to like do her own sutures or whatever, and then Black Widow comes around and does it. And then it's like, you know, what do you want to do? And she's like, oh, I'm finally free. Oh, no, that didn't happen yet. They didn't talk. They talk about the jacket. Yeah, they might have talked about the vest here. I forget. It doesn't matter. They talk about it in the car. Vest. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, but okay. So the car they're about to steal. Anyways, they're catching up. They're having a good time. They're bonding. What are you gonna do now? I'm free. I can do whatever the fuck I want to. And she's. This also maybe when they're like, you know, I had I made up a backstory for you, right? Like my family's still in Ohio, and you're you're married. You're a science teacher, and you're married to a guy who retrofits houses or whatever. Um. And then it's like, all right, cool. We'll steal this nice family guy's car over here. And then we're going to go do our thing, right? And so uh, they're like, cool, we're going to go do our thing. And this is then when we get met, met back up with Handmaid's Tale guy. Uh, they wanted a jet. He gives him a shitty helicopter. He's like, if I had time and money, different story. Could get you whatever the hell you wanted. But this is all you're able to, I'm all, I'm able to get you. And they're like, peace, whatever. From here, we go into a prison. Uh, this is where uh, the Red Guardian himself, David Harbour, is, right? Uh, he's got... I said I love it. I love this sequence. It's it's very weird though. The like, I love David Harbor, and I think he plays the Red Guardian character perfectly. But there's a little there's there's not as much parody between those two characters of him in hiding and him as like he just seems completely absurd. Now. Different like, person, totally different person. And that was that. That's, been locked that's, up for twenty five years. Or I can explain years. that away that way. But he seems so serious and like cunning and like straightforward when he went in there in America. And this, he's just like a silly ass cartoon version of like what you would think a russian person would be you know yeah i also think that some of it is like haha you you said a funny russian thing like that we as americans aren't used to hearing that's funny because of the way not only the way it sounded but it's also so blunt you know like i feel like that's a lot of the humor that we were getting Mm -hmm. but honestly i was kind of fine with it like i thought david harbour did a fucking fantastic job with everything he was given in this movie 
I think you did a great job. I just think when I look at those two characters, they don't seem like the oh, natural yeah. evolution of the same character, but both were good in their own right. I think it's just was just yeah, a little weird fir- for me. The first half of it, it's David Harbour in fucking Stranger uh, Things. Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Like it is a worried father, like, we gotta go. Yeah, now's the time. This and I'm a super serious man. And then we suddenly see him and he he kind of reminds me of the Russian guy that they steal out of jail in Mission Impossible. That's like Ethan, <laughs> like he's like like uh, that crazy dude. I was gonna say, yeah, 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 yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> so uh, he's in jail. He's arm wrestling people. Uh, eventually, he's telling he's telling a story about kicking Captain America's ass. The finally, the guy's like, "When was he?" He's like, "I don't know, 82, 83. He was still in the ice. Breaks this dude's arm just oh, viciously. Oh, the and then wrist he gets the quality is <laughs> And so he goes and gets his mail. And it's, you know, the guards or jerks that are eating his tasty treat that he got. Instead, he just gets the rest of it. And one of them is an action figure. And so he starts fucking around with the action figure and the head pops off. And inside of it, it's an earpiece. And he puts in the earpiece and it's Black Widow. And she's like, make your way to the South Wall or whatever. Just don't fucking be, a, don't be a dumbass about it. And he's immediately a dumbass about it. And it's awesome. And he grabs the, the guards through the glass and then he eats some of the sweet treat. And then he walks out and then they're like, Red Guardian's escaping and causes a huge prison riot. He walks weird. outside. They've got a helicopter up there. Uh, they're like, just jump up here and like, we'll fucking get you out. So he starts doing some Captain America jumps, but he falls back down because like he gets shot or beat up or whatever. Something maybe just the thing. Someone oh, that what it was. Yeah. Him, yeah. He falls back down. So all hell's breaking loose. The Black Widow's like, fine, I'll go down there. You know, swing me around, do all this different stuff to Yelena. And so she's real quick, real quick. I want to go back. I want to go back. Nick, Nick, what were you about to say? Oh, uh, I was gonna say some of the some of the action here with like the editing was a little bit weird. So he he busts through the window. And you, I'm like, oh, he's going to steal a sweet treat back. And we never see him actually take the sweet treat. But then you we see him eating chewing on something later. Yeah. We don't actually see the thing itself. So well, like, it's, I, I totally understand. Carbs, so they just kind of do it because no yeah, one's going to be I'm sure he was, they were like, please put on 30 pounds for this. And he was like, cool, but I'm, I'm not going to do it with carbs. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with pure protein. Like, no, no, we want carbs, 30 pounds. We want peanut butter and jelly sandwich, no, 30 no, I, pounds. I've seen, you want me to put on weight? I've seen the movies that you want me to get on Hemsworth diet. Like, that exercise, no, no, sir. No, 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 sir. We want the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was interested because this scene to me, like as it was happening, I was like really conflicted. And it's a rare thing that this happens to me in a movie where I was like, I don't know if I like or dislike what's happening now. Yeah, and I can't really put my finger on on either way where I was like, there was moments where I'm like, oh, this is kind of clever and I like what they're doing. This feels right for the characters. And then there were other moments that felt the total opposite where I'm like, this just seems like random and like they're not actually assigned to how this person would act in this scenario. But it kind of just kept going and I I was distracted long enough to move on. But I was interested in Nick having some thoughts on it because I definitely... It took me out of it enough to think about it watching the movie. Yeah. And I, I think this was the first time in the movie that that had happened. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think it starts off really fun and you get those quick back and forths with, over the radio. Like, don't be stupid. And they're like, oh, you're being stupid about this, aren't you? And that's that's fun to see David Harbour, this brute, just say, I'm going to brute force this. Who gives a shit? I'm not going to try to sneak out in any like secret way or whatever. And seeing that parkour, obviously, it's like really cool of him just using his strength and jumping up from platform to platform. But there wasn't like I I, much like you just said, Tim, I needed this to be a little bit more clever. I needed there to be something cool that that happens with like a platform that's dropping and you hold on to that and it like launches you up or something like do something a little bit more than just we need to escape the avalanche. I thought the avalanche was kind of a cool X factor that I wasn't expecting, but totally. I, I just wanted a little bit more from that. I do love Florence Pugh's line where she's like, oh, that's a cool way to die. Dude, I yeah. loved that. I oh, loved right. every time that I came about the fuck, so cool. Yeah. When she's yeah. down on the operating table and she's like, this is not a cool way to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. 
she she has all the she has like all the great lines in this movie. Whoever wrote that dialogue for her, like she nailed every single thing she said. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's so clearly a setup to like make her the next shit. And like honestly, I like her already more than I've ever liked Natasha. With the except with rare exception of moments in movies like Winter Soldier, she does have some moments. Like I really, really, really liked Florence Pugh's Black Widow. I agree. I like that, but I like them. I think it's a nice handoff. I think it's it's great. I think all those characters, the, the two of them had great scenes together. We're coming up on the scene, uh, or did we pass it already? Where she talks about the posing. Did we already talk about that? We haven't, but I, it probably is in it one happened. of the things I blew by. Yeah, it, it's in the little uh, gas station in the yeah, daytime. Yeah, the gas station. I that was, awesome. was like, that's so fucking, such a fucking little sister thing to say to your older sister what's with all the posing it's like you know people are looking at you the entire time it's the kind of shit you're a poser that is the kind of shit i would have said to my brother if i was like my brother's an avenger and i'm not an avenger (laughs) to the credit of this movie and the writing of this movie like it worked even though we've seen this before we've seen this joke in deadpool but i think that this did it well for character development and it's like that's that is the mcu difference in a lot of ways where it's like a lot of the jokes and stuff and action scenes are when they're best paying off to enhance character and they did that there um so we've kind of run around right uh they're trying to get him out of there then the copter starts getting shot uh yelena shoots a missile blows up the thing that's cool then it starts the avalanche that's a cool way to die uh at the last second of course she's flying the plane she or the helicopter black widow swings in grabs uh the red guardian and we're out of there they get him in they get him into the ship huh it's crimson tide correct crimson dynamo whatever (laughs) <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Sorry, let's keep why correct, why correct? Just say him. whatever when he's wrong. Just having fun. It's a joke, guy. <laughs> I love it. Christ, I no, know. Didn't it's you get the memo from the beginning? Andy wants a very serious interview today. All right, he doesn't well, want to. You know what? Andy he's a substitute needs to, teacher, and he won't be pushed around today. All right. Andy needs to take the stick out of his mud. <laughs> Jesus, I, I know you did it to try to be cleaner, but you made it dirty. Somehow <laughs> made it dirtier. Holy I was gonna shit! Say, I, was gonna, I was trying to call back to earlier when uh, Greg said, "Told Kevin to fuck his own ass or whatever it was." <laughs> Scratching his own ass, I said. Okay. And no, yeah. I don't care about how professional we are. I just Everybody, don't want Mr. Cortez is talking. talking. Sorry, Mr. Cortez is talking. There, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Kevin, Sorry, do me God. a favor. Go to Amazon.com and order him a tweed jacket that he can start fucking being Professor Cortez up on these interviews. All right. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm calling him Headmaster Cortez from now Anyways, on. Anyways, they, they get there, they bicker in the thing, they punch him in the face. Uh, we cover more ground here, right? That like uh uh, he was a shitty dad, but it was like what this is. But he still mm-hmm. likes him. Yada yada yada. Uh, mm-hmm. Then it's uh yeah they they kidnapped him to find out where the red room is. That's perfect. They find out where the red room is, and it turns out of course he's like I don't know where the fucking red room is. You kidding me? The guy threw me out. Didn't let me do what I wanted. I didn't want to be undercover anymore. I just wanted to be the Red Guardian. I I could have rivaled Captain America. I could have been bigger than Captain America. Um, but you know who did? Uh, your fake ass mom. Rachel Weiss, she knows all about it. And they're like, what? She's still alive? And he's like, yeah, she lives out in a fucking farm or whatever. Let's go see her. And so it's over that way. And uh, uh, Yelena's like, we don't have enough gas to make it there. He's like, yeah, you do. She's like, all right. And then the next scene is the helicopter just falling from the sky. I loved that. I thought that was just so fucking good. Uh, they get out. It's more about the family bonding here, right? Uh, well, actually, I think it starts with him 
get it, trying to get Natasha. She's like, go ahead, Yelena. And he's like, does he ever talk about me? She's like, who? Captain America. You know, I don't think of us as enemies, but, you know, my ne- not my nemesis, but like, you know. Whatever. Contemporaries, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Which is something interesting because I'll take you through past Greg and now current Greg, all right? Past Greg, when he gets called on, is watching this movie, he gets called on at the 83-82 thing. That's fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. And he breaks the guy's arm. And I'm like, cool, he was bullshitting. Then here he asks Captain America, or asks her about Captain America. And I was like, I don't fully understand this scene. Would Captain America know about him because Captain America's caught up on the past and thinks it's cool? Then, live chat, when we mentioned this a little while ago, had said that they thought, yeah, who was I? Yeah, uh, Thomas Evans said the Captain America he fought was Isaiah Bradley. Did you get that interpretation from this? And then if we did get that interpretation from it, are we to believe that Red Guardian is so out of the loop he doesn't understand that the Captain America in Avengers is uh, uh, Steve Rogers and not no. Isaiah Bradley? He's got to know, know because no, he, he was just what, bullshitting. That's yeah, because yeah, yeah, Isaiah Bradley, I don't think it was ever Captain America out there. Yeah. Like he, he was. And he would have been. That was like World War, wasn't it? And then got uh, arrested. But also yeah. the fact yeah. that he knows Natasha is an Avenger, like he knows who the other Avengers are, well, like the, the news. Gets so then, what is he? Why would Captain America talk about this guy then? Because he's like in the sphere. It's like if there's another. If if Ted so Miller is out there trying to do what you're doing, like he wants Greg Miller to to know that he's there. Or he wants to. He wants to be a contemporary, but he's Ted not. He's Miller. just a Ted Miller. I, I instead of like a Jeff Keeley or something. You know, you go Ted Miller. <laughs> I love it. I, know, love I, it. Couldn't, I, I couldn't rhyme anything with Greg. What rhymes with Greg? The kind of funny Greg, brand Craig, of Craig, Craig Miller. Yeah. That Craig. would have been, been great, Andy. And more real of a name. I, I do think Anyways. it was, it was real, real quick. I do think it was a, another wasted opportunity to not be like, has Bucky ever talked about me? Because that, I think, would make a lot more sense that he, like... Winter Soldier? That makes more sense, yeah. Right. Because they, he's like the other Russian soldier. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The guy who was me, but actually was effective. I, we we also missed the scene here that was I thought was poignant when they were talking about like what they had to go through with basically getting. Oh right, um, yeah. yeah. Reminder: it's a hysterectomy if you're going to be yeah. a woman from the red room. Yeah, right. Yeah, which is terrifying. Yeah, to the point that even he gets grossed out about it. I, I appreciated that. Um, and then also in this conversation, at least in this walk um, of all of them to the farm right there's the conversation too where he grabs both their hands and is like you two have cur- murdered more people Amazing. than i have ever seen or whatever he says there's so much red in your i'm so proud of you i was like that's i love awesome. that I it's that that's such a perfectly written like comedic moment for the whole family and for them to just be like for for you as the viewer to be like this is not normal this is not what a family should be and it's it's great like this whole moment is fantastic and just kind of looking at her and be like you're the number one assassin in the world <laughs> like he's so proud of her but it's like dude they don't they didn't want this life yeah, they're not <laughs> they don't child want, they don't assassin want is what yeah. he was yeah. proud of her being. that was cool that's <laughs> super cool i love this uh, i thought that was very funny but like and i would love for you guys to convince me otherwise on this because this is something that i'm i'm bummed out about that i would like to be wrong about but sure. i feel like the biggest issue of this movie is that it doesn't make her sacrifice feel more important like it doesn't give more relevance to her doing what she did and i feel like that is such a missed opportunity especially given the timeline where this was which is not long i mean i guess there was the five-year gap but like pre-infinity war it's like we're talking just a couple years if even between civil war and infinity war and it's like i would have liked to see something that that like she learned or something that she kind of like grew with 
to be like, you know what, I've done a lot of bad or I've done this or whatever, but what I need, to, I need to do this for the greater good because right. we know how it ends. We know she yeah. does that. So it's like, if you're going to talk about a fucking vest, I'd like to see some character development that, that, that gets us to that sacrifice instead of Hawkeye or whatever. I, I'm with you in the way that I love this movie and I think it's great and I like all the characters in it. I definitely think, especially with this lens we're talking about right now, it is very much Yelena's movie, right? In terms of giving her yeah, something, more you know, her family's realizing, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. At the end, what the best you get is uh, Black Widow being like, I have two families and they're both kind of fucked up, but I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but like, I already loved you and this didn't add more to that, right? I think it could have been interesting if there was the, if they had totally uh, swerved us and first half to third of the movie is everything we're talking about right now and going through. And then the other half is uh, in that five-year period. It is a mission. They all had to go out on and do something together. Right. That was like building up to, I have no idea, but making it see, I, when I finish this movie and they do the after credits scene of her at the grave, right. I'm not mourning Natasha more. I'm now, grieving alongside I'm, I'm actually not even grieving i'm feeling sorry for yelena right i'm mm -hmm. seeing yelena having this chance ripped away from her which is probably the whole actual point of the picture but i'm with you tim it's weird though throughout this whole movie i you know i think if we were to have sort of one of these type of movies for tony stark i would have felt a lot more emotional but throughout all of this i just kind of like I kind of had this moment of during the final Red Room sequence where they are finally escaping the gigantic Red Room airship. And I was like, oh, Scarlet, like, I kind of forgot you die and I don't really care. And that kind of sucks. <laughs> That's so weird That's to me because I thought I, I, I'm I'm. I couldn't disagree with you guys more. Like, I think that her her death scene was one of the most poignant in all of Endgame. I haven't just watched it a few weeks back. And this to me felt more like, hey, we're going to go back and tell a little bit of an origin story and a cool just one off like a kind of scenario of her going back into action one more time as a secret agent. So I don't know. I, I liked all that, all that stuff. I thought that stuff worked. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I cried like a lot in that scene in, in yeah. Endgame. But for some reason, it just I I don't know. I just had this sort of realization during this movie that, oh, you don't live you don't live past Endgame and it didn't really matter a whole lot to me and it, it probably should have. And this movie just sort of feels like uh, at this point, you know, it doesn't mean a whole lot to me. And I don't know if it will mm. at the end of the day, I don't know if I will watch this movie again, unless we have to do an, another sort of interview, you know, we'll remember Andy, we're doing our own MCU interview, re-review, re-review. That's right. Her okay. goodbye in Endgame was Hulk and Clint standing on the dock and just kind of being like, Oh yeah, black widow too. And then they just moved on. It's like the moment was so poignant in Endgame when she sacrifices herself. But like the reminiscing and look back and like the importance of Black Widow, I think they really dropped the ball on. And this yeah. was their chance to make up for well, it. Well, like, we got a little bit of it at the end here. Like her kind of literally like walking away and being like, I got to go see help some of my friends. They're, they're fighting right now or whatever it was. And she kind of gets onto the, the Quinjet or whatever it is. I thought that was kind of that was kind of poignant. But yeah. Uh, anyways though so let's get pick up the pace so they finish their walk and all the conversation we're talking about they get to rachel weiss's house rachel weiss excited enough to see them uh let's have dinner let's have some vodka uh she gives uh, red guardian his suit he goes in there we get a funny seat of him Love squeezing it. into it 
Meanwhile, we get more uh, mother, daughter, daughter stuff out there. And, you know, they're uh, bickering a little bit. Then he comes back. He sits down. Then it's the family reunited. And it's more bickering about if they were a family or not a family. And they're going back. Again, you get all the family dynamics. Before, like, the, the before that, he's like, I've been in prison for a really long. He's like, he gives her a good. Like, well, this is during Christine, the conversation. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Immediately that. starts flirting with her. He's like, you have not aged a bit. And she's like, oh, you're still looking pretty good, too. And he's like, I've been in prison for a long time. I have a lot of. Energy. Energy. I like the scene because I think that the, the, the subtext of the scene is that it, they went beyond the mission. They were family. They actually oh, yeah. did care about each other. He was attracted to Melina and her back to him of, of like for, for all of his, his good assets. And they were sisters and they, they fight like a real family. And so yeah. no matter how much they want to deny it and how much they're about to deny it in this upcoming scene where, where they get, you know, it's, it's in the subtext of it. And I think that's good. Yeah, so, well, so the moment, we've yeah. had 25 movies telling us that she never had a family before. So then it does come off a little bit weird that now she clearly does have a real family. Well, yeah, but, that, but, but, that's, I, but yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I think that this movie is in part her realizing that those three years were like real and not like real enough that she should yeah it's good point because like i would agree with you tim but this happens right before what civil war or happens right before uh, is it happens right it's in between civil war the movie and right. civil war the post credits so it, it's conceivable that this is when she realized like actually you know yeah. I, I do have two families which is what I think she's that's, it, it is right because it's a choice they have to make and that's yeah. what yelena is all about right like when you when yelena is like you know uh uh, it was real to me and you all lied about it right she's not saying you lied and convinced me as a child that you were my parents right because there's a photo shoot that's completely fake to fake a bunch of holidays like that's right. not i don't maybe maybe this maybe they lied to her and said it was real but oh, i think what she really means is i believed even though we were lying about who we were that we were a family like yeah. you, you know what i mean like it'd be like how we always tell uh hey kevin your family here kind of funny and then one day we're just like you know what kevin it was all untrue all your paychecks bounced ha 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 like that would be the th that would be the turn right kevin don't check your bank they're already in my bank account, bank account. Don't don't check your bank account. <laughs> but that would be the thing right and like so it's the same idea here of like it was real. It was real to her. Damn it! You know what I mean. She it yeah. was that pro wrestling guy. She bought into it being fake, but she also bought into it being real at the same time. Anyways, covers and that's what she's trying to convince everybody else through the motion picture, and eventually it will be. Anyways, uh, in the middle of all this, right? Uh, they're talking back and forth about what actually is going on, and uh, the lady from the mummy's like, "Listen, I'm you know been fucking training these pigs," and she's like, "Let me show you what's up." And they bring in a pig, and she's like, "It's a it's a mind control thing that you can do whatever you want to." And Terrifying. we've been sending it out into the crowd and testing it on people and all this other shit. And I named the pig Alexi. He's like, "That's my name." He's like, "Ha ha." You don't see the resemblance, and it's funny. Oh, it's funny. Uh, yeah. And she makes the pig stop breathing, and she, you know, this is where she pisses it's off uh, uh, Elena because, of course, Elena's the one that was being tested on or whatever. And so it's like, oh no, this fucking sucks. And I so, hated it. It was scary. It was scary. Exactly. Let the poor piggy let him breathe. Like I, I, I really thought they were just gonna let that pig fucking die. <laughs> yeah. Those things <laughs> hanging off of the pig. That made me uncomfortable the whole time. Pig balls. Like choose a better yeah. pig. You pig know. Balls. Yeah. But that was the joke. Is doesn't you know it reminds her of Alexi, right? Yeah, he's got a beard. He's ugly. And big balls hanging off of his chin. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so now we get, oh yeah, so uh, Yelena stomps off to her room mad. It was real to me, damn it. Uh, Red Guardian's like, I'll go talk to her. Uh, he goes in there. Uh, 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 the woman from The Mummy and Black Widow, they go over to the bookshelf. She's like, I didn't keep anything. It didn't mean anything to me. Why'd you keep this? And they, this is where they page through the photo album, right? And they're like, 
hey, like these, I remember when we took these, we did all the fucking holidays mm-hmm. in one day, you know what I mean? And even though the presents were fake, it was still real to me, damn it. That's the whole message here, right? Give that guy a fucking paycheck. Oh, um, yeah. He deserves so, one, honestly, Greg, with the amount of times they literally use like that line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then in the bedroom, uh, you know, y- Yelena over there in Red Gardener, he's trying to connect with her. She doesn't want to hear it, but eventually he starts singing uh, Bye Bye, Miss American Pie to her. Uh, and that, that was her song from the tape earlier, right, or whatever. That was a very sweet moment, very cute. They kind of have that thing. Uh, then we jump back over to uh, Rachel Weiss and Scarlett Johansson. And, like, you know, it feels like Black Widow finally breaks through uh, to Rachel Weiss, And she's like, how did you keep your heart or whatever? And then, you know, she's just like, I had to or whatever the fuck she says. Uh, and then she's like, man, I wish, you know, we could have done this uh, earlier or whatever. But like I call them, they're going to be here in like 10 minutes. And she's like, oh, no. And so this is now where the shit hits the fan, right? And we don't know exactly what's happening. We go back into the bedroom. This is probably where they sing the song. doesn't matter. Uh, and, uh, you know, then it's like, poof, poof, poof. there's like lights and like crazy uh, Quinjets coming in. But they're not Quinjets. Yes, Kevin Coelho from Kind of Funny. Uh, she answered the how do you keep your heart thing, right? Like, is that where this Yes, happens? she said uh, I think it was because I think that was the turn, right? Where she was like, pain? like, yeah, she the said the pain, pain, like pain makes you stronger. And yeah, then I, that was the moment I, where Rachel Weiss was like, fuck. I don't know why that moment hit real hard. When I saw good, that, man. I was like, oh shit, that's so cool. Yeah, it was, was good. That was a good moment. So, uh, yeah, lights up the entire house, right? Uh, Red Guardian looks out the window. He's like, it's time for a fight or whatever. And they shoot him with one dart. And he's like, haha, they thought. And then, like, 15 more darts come <laughs> in. And he topples over. Like, that's fucking great, right? Very, very, like, it was a very Jim Carrey style comedy moment. So it worked. Uh, it worked totally <laughs> yeah. for me. It was uh, awesome. Idiot. Yeah. They come in and invade, right? And uh they zap elena and she goes down and then scarlett johansson's already down and then rachel weiss is like we did it let's go let's go to the red room and so they pile into a plane and they're flying and the red guardian wakes up and he's like rachel weiss from the mummy why are you doing this or whatever she's like it was always a fucking mission this is why they couldn't find it where it's not on the ground it's in the sky it's above it's ohio why, yeah it's like a columbia it's city above here the from radar. <laughs> above the radar yeah. dude really cool like that's such a cool metal gear solid style moment i loved that shit that was dope as hell yo good call andy like this movie had multiple moments yeah, like, yo, I, I hope we get a good metal gear movie one day like even just the the arctic outfit she has the white version for a so while it's like that is this is tim fucking... that is the most fucking batman ass shit ever where he's like i'm going to the fucking arctic i get the bat the white bat costume out i loved it so much when she pulled it out also shout out to them like because i was a little like huh it's interesting they're gonna end black widow's career in a, a different outfit no, and like them doing the out. face mask thing to cool. her end up in the black one. i'm cool. like yo that was actually that was really good that i love smart. it every time we have a big black widow moment she has the mask thing on like i yeah. feel like every big yeah. moment's always like hmm you mentioned yeah, right. the you know the white costume and all that sort of reminding you of MGS when they are walking by all of the Black Widows training yeah uh, with the oh, guns dude, like, it, it, reminds me of, it reminds me of just every time yeah Kojima does one of his like really shaky cam type animated yeah, yeah, yeah. moments and like all the soldiers Boss on the floor like, oh, it's so cool dude God, I love Metal Gear Solid. Middle Gear's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everything you just said happens, right? We're on we're in the red room now. Rachel Weiss is like high fiving people in the hallway, nodding at the other widows, like I fucking crush this, I'm the king, you know what I mean? And so uh she walks into uh uh, uh Draco Malfoy's room. And he, he like it was mentioned way earlier. What an actor this guy is. You know what I mean? Just fucking crushing him. Give me I wish I would have had more of this guy in this motion picture. This is great. You ever watched the departed, Greg? 
I did watch the party. Yeah, yeah I yeah, got yeah. distracted by Alec Baldwin being sweaty and bumping into things. He just keeps bumping into everything. I yeah. wanted you to be on, on my side. side. Yeah, don't be on the no. side of this. Look like, at you so wrong. I don't remember the party well, but I remember enjoying it at the time. Keeps pulling his pants up, keeps bumping into the side of the cargo container. Um. So yeah, multiple planes of action. Right. Uh, the guardians thrown in a cell downstairs. Uh. 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 Yelena's yeah, getting uh, the old magic marker to her head. They're gonna go in there and do brain surgery on her. This Draco Malfoy talks a little bit about this up there. Um. Scarlett Johansson, you think, is down next to uh, 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 Red Guardian, but it turned out it won't be her. Because up there, right, uh, they start sounding off, uh, in, yelling at each other, Draco Malfoy and uh, Rachel Weiss from The Mummy. And eventually, uh, he, he's like, if you raised a child from birth or some shit, you look in her eyes, you would know that who it is. And so he goes to touch her, and then she stops her, and then she, he touch, peels it off, and it was, oh, man, it was Scarlett Johansson. It was a black widow all along, right? Oh, cool. And so, like, He's like, what was your fucking plan? You're going to come up here and kill me or whatever? Like, why don't you go ahead right now or whatever? And she busts out the gun. She can't pull the trigger. And he takes the gun and she busts out the knife or he gives her the knife or whatever. And then she can't stab him with the knife. She's like, what's going on? And he's like, I got pheromones, baby. Wish- and this is very Metal Gear, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. But I wish this was a little bit more like, no, you've been conditioned since a child not to hurt me or something. That's oh, what, yeah, that's what yeah. I would have thought too. I thought that's what we were going to end pheromones, up with. We had a little, suddenly a moment weird. of uh, happening was going on. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Remember the movie this that was happening? yeah. This was suicide. Oh yeah. Pheromones. Yeah. John like I, I again. Really sad. This is where, this is where I expected like the pheromones. You if you smell me, you fucking can't do it. And then all right, well I'll break my nose. Oh yeah. Well my backup plan is if you're looking at me, you can't kill me. <laughs> like I just like <laughs> I kind of just like an escalation of dumb shit to happen. Yeah, it was dumb, and I, and I feel like it could have given her sister and or and or Melina something more important to do while she was monologuing with him. Right? Like, hey, you have to get to the machine that shuts off the thing that deconditions my brain that will allow me to kill this guy we have to work together so instead of having the two planes of action be melina kind of slowly walks through the giant fan room and then shoots a grenade up to it and granted i laughed out loud when they just had that random insert shot of her clearly on a green screen which is like okay we gotta keep moving here and just says it very casually um but her having to snap her own nose i'm like i don't know if that's how that works but cool it's cool enough right um it was more the thing of this is your plan like how do you know they're not gonna you know bop Elena way quicker like you know what I mean we're not communicating with you that much does matter anyways uh so uh, wait, we also have flashbacks here to when they're developing well, the plan yeah Cap what do you one more thing about the when it's revealed that Elena has an ear piece in her ear and like all three of them are talking and then uh the Crimson Dynamo is like oh wait hold on let me talk to you guys with mine and it's like he doesn't have one I thought that was, the humor on that was just 10 out of 10 yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot too. Yeah, yeah I this, like this whole section where him trying to convince stuff. That was great, but this whole moment with like all the pheromones, everything we're talking about, but like the her breaking her nose and all of it, like this to me was another moment where I'm like, oh, you think you're Mission Impossible right now, and yep. you're not. Like that you're just perfect. not on that level at all. They fucking nail it. They are so clever with what they're doing, and it always when things happen, you're like, fuck, that was cool, and I never saw it coming. With this, it's like, what just happened? That's yeah. a little weird. It's weird. So, it's, it's like, okay, I guess yeah. it makes sense, but it's not that cool. Right before yeah, she breaks her nose, it's like it's a like one shot of her face, like her talking to him. And it kind of looks like she's got a little bit of blood uh, right on her nostril. And I thought it was going to be revealed that they had already gone in there and like cut something. Surgically so, like, done something. So yeah. she was like faking well, I mean, that's it. The thing, it's like, 
you got a little time. Can we come up with a different plan that doesn't involve me slamming my face onto the desk in front of this guy? I thought oh, it was going to be like, it was that he would do it, but he punches because like the, a wuss. Because the other what thing was this, work? that like she has that great classic Scarlet or, or, or Black Widow moment where she's feigning vulnerabilities so that he'll tell her the entire thank plan. Thank you for your cooperation. And then she says, thank you for your cooperation, right? So I thought it was going to be like, I'm like, what is the reveal going to be here? Like totally. she's just, yep. and it wasn't, it just kind of wasn't that great. I thought the but, reveal, yeah, was going to be that they'd already done it and that she yeah. had like, you know, she couldn't shoot even though she wanted to, but she was just faking it, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Puts a couple in his fucking thighs, watches him bleed out, watches the light from his eyes just yeah. fucking disappear. Because that's like the moment where they're trying to get Robert Redford to say the whole plan and then yeah. she reveals, hey, I'm Scarlet Widow. You just display it. You just talk to everybody here on this raft or whatever yeah i wanted I that you. to be a cool moment it just yeah. was not it just didn't work instead yeah all that stuff we just talked about happens uh 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 you know they reveal they do the thing a lot of flashbacks to why they did and how they did it and then uh you know a lot of yelling at the guy who's a good actor and then the guy who's a good actor reveals taskmaster is his daughter and then he's like you didn't kill her also did anybody care about like the whole like what was my this whole turn for scarlet uh, uh, God damn it, Scarlett Johansson's uh, or Black Widow's mom of like Rachel. Weiss? I wasn't. I wasn't. I was taken. Yeah, but she always came back for you. What was her name? Unknown. Like, why do we put this in here? Oh, care. her her mom got it. No, I think yeah. you just wanted disclosure. Yeah, yeah. disclosure for her. sucked. She's buried I'm under a you, tree Greg. with pink lilies. I was like, oh, we're gonna get there by the end of the movie. No, okay. Whatever. I think it was just like to dig the knife deeper. I thought. I thought it was just one of those moments where. Like, you know, like in The Last Jedi, who's your family? You know, if you don't have a family or whatever. I thought Why? this was just him was, being uh, a dick Palpatine. or whatever. It was her. Pre- it was yeah. Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck you, Last Jedi. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really think that was just him wanting to be as evil as possible. You know, like here I am kind of finally going to tell you, nope, tricked your ass. I'm a great actor. My name is Ray Winston. What's his name? Daddy. <laughs> My is name is this. What's his name? <laughs> And he should committed to it. I would have believed Oh my god. Anyway, everything we've just said has happened, right? She breaks her nose. Uh, that gets her free. Uh, meanwhile, Taskmaster is fighting uh, Red Guardian. Meanwhile, Elena is on the prowl oh, beating people interesting. up. Mark Freeman in the chat says, uh, Red Skull says her name. Yeah. Remember? Her father's name, remember? Yeah. Father and mother, no? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, yeah. but isn't it that she calls out her father's name, right? Oh, that guy knew your daddy's name, Big D. <laughs> that guy knew your daddy's name, Billy. She's like, I didn't. Yeah, doesn't that's matter. You're right. I, I didn't realize cool. that. That's that's actually no. Yeah, that's cool. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sucks that I don't know either of their names. Doesn't matter. Uh, they're fighting, fucking fighting. Rachel Weiss is trying to fucking take off the engines. Uh, you know old departed actor guy he's like not the chance man like i fucking planned for this too beep boop 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 beep boop and he does his little shit with his fucking thing and he shows his giant web of it and nothing's crashing and nothing doing this and does all all right cool and this is where she breaks her nose so she can fuck his shit up and so then uh he calls in the widows right and like uh they're all over the place and they're like listen we're, he's like he's like leaving he's like uh kill her and make it painful or torture or something like that make her suffer something like that um uh yeah the uh, taskmaster is beating the shit out of red red guardian uh rachel weiss still tr- no she crawls into a heating vent or some kind of vent at that point doesn't matter yeah vents are um, always um, the w- get in the movie mm-hmm. yeah. huge too 
And so, yeah, that's what happens, right? Yeah, so they all come in. They start beating the shit out of Black Widow, right? Uh, Yelena gets there. She throws the bomb with the red stuff, clears all their minds. What, what should we do? Whatever you want, you free or whatever. Um, Rachel Weiss from The Mummy, she is like, well, I got to take this thing off, uh, you know, uh, line myself, these engines. She, they surround her. And they're like, something, they do some kind of superhero talk here, right, where it's like, Put your hands up, put the thing up, or whatever. And she, he, she's like, just what I was thinking. She, she, all the shit falls into the the turbines. The turbines done. The thing starts falling. Everything's going to hell. Everything's breaking down. Uh, everybody starts running. Um, they, you know, Red Guardian, uh, Taskmaster breaks away. This is there's a lot of action here. This is the action. This is so cool. Yeah. Like, holy shit! Oh wait. I, actually, I kind of spaced out. Are we? Yeah, no, you're, you're jumping forward. This is like oh. Taskmaster Master goes after uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, and then the Red Guardian at that moment fights her. But we don't see any of the fight. They like cut away after one push, and then okay. it cuts back, and he's like kind of getting beaten up. I think he's getting right? his ass whooped. Yeah. Taskmaster gets shoved in the cell at some point. Yeah, and they close Sealed the door it. on him. Rachel Wise locks him in. Rachel Wise locks Okay. Him. And so Rachel and uh, Red Guardian, they get in a plane. She's like, and he's like, where are the girls? She's like, I don't yeah. know. The everything falls, the plane falls, but like it's a controlled fall. Um, then you got you got uh, people flying through the air, then yeah, yeah everything's blown up, like, people are falling the plane, all over right? the place. Huh? The, the some random guard like goes to attack them, they beat the guard, but his body Oh, like, but he takes the off tail. the back thing and they spin. Yeah, yeah they spin Which out. Yeah, 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 yeah. In, I guess that was to take them out of commission so they couldn't like sure. rescue the girls. Right. Um, and then we get Francis uh, Pugh. Natasha right? runs into Taskmaster. That's not her name. Francis Pugh. <laughs> close, Francis Pugh. It's close, <laughs> right? close enough. First yeah. letter, same, yeah. Yeah. But like, that's where she does the pokey thing in the, the bad guy's ship. Where not she's yet, like, this though, is right? a dope way to die. And it's like, it is. But you're not dying today, my guy. Right. Before then, though, Natasha gets Taskmaster out, says we're going to fight, but we don't have to fight kind of thing, but they have to fight eventually. Uh, but they get separated before they can actually fight. Then, yeah, she runs over and sees uh, Draco Malfoy about to leave. So Yelena does the thing of, like, this is a cool way to die. Shoves it in there, gets one back. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Natasha grabs the parachute that was conveniently placed. She jumps out. She flies down. She grabs her, puts her in the parachute. Uh, while they're parachuting down together, Doesn't that's she- when Taskmaster starts beelining for them with sword drawn. It, it was conveniently um, placed, but it was also in, like, a plane that she jumps through. Like, I, I don't know if it was conveniently placed, but so that's where they keep parachutes. Next, I mean, it's on an air thing. I mean, I, 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 it makes sense why there's a parachute around. I'm just calling oh. it out. Um, yeah, now they're flying. This is where we get them fighting on the, on the side, right, Andy? This is what you want to talk about? They're, like, on, like... I mean, it's just it's just, it's just so dope, because I love this whole sort yeah. of free fall. We are trying... We're worried about... Is she going to get to Florence Pugh in time? This is like really nerve wracking. Holy shit. She just went for it, grabs her and they turn back and Taskmaster is just a master of her task and is just staying (laughs) on it. And is like, look, I'm still on the clock, dog. I'm still on the fucking clock. I'm getting paid for this. So I'm still coming after you. And it is horrifying. It's similar to like 
in any of the Jason fucking Friday the 13th movies where they're just they're still coming after you yeah. and just seeing Taskmaster just diving through like, all right, yeah. here we go. Well, and you get that dope ass platform moment sticking the, the blade in the platform and kicking her off. Like, it's just I needed this to be longer because it was so fucking cool on a big screen with mm-hmm. all of the sound just going buck wild. It was an absolute blast to watch. Uh, in in that fall, a moment that I really liked was um, like she puts the harness and parachute on her sister, and then yeah. looks back and realizes, oh fucking, Taskmaster is coming, and he's coming for me, or she's coming for me. So kicks her, her off and pulls the yeah. thing, and is like, all right, well, you're gonna cool. land hopefully safe, and I'm gonna just free fall. And get rid of Taskmaster as an issue. She's like, I thought that was so she's like cool. don't worry, I'll land on the hood of a car. I'll land on the hood of a car. I'll be fine. Luckily, Taskmaster's daddy built in a parachute just like Tony Stark built into Spider-Man's outfit. So he's fine. He, that's how they get to the ground. They brawl for a while. Uh, eventually, uh, she won't. Natasha won't fight back. She's not actually keeps putting up her hands, but it doesn't work. But she's able to do some quick sick hurricane ranas and open up taskmaster's helmet and then uh she gets one of the red vials out and then when taskmaster's coming in for the kill she does a superhero landing pose smashes it taskmaster smells it and it's like oh and she comes back and she's like is he stopped or whatever um real quick i want to point this out too over in the live chat arturo 182 confirms what i was saying natasha daughter of ivan clint son of edith so he doesn't he doesn't name her mom he only he only names the dad that's all dumb stupid fucking universe doesn't make exactly. any sense. Exactly. Super stupid. I was right. Everybody's stupid. Uh-huh. Um, so now that that's cleaned up, uh, the other, the rest of the family lands and they're like, hey, good job, you know, taking on Taskmaster. Uh, and she's like, Pretty yeah, good. don't worry about it. I called, uh, you know, William Hurt called his ass over here so he could, you know, uh, do all this and take no this reason shit down. To do that, that, that was the original plan. I feel like no that reason to do that, you know what I mean? Well, remember, that was the original plan, right? Yeah. They were going to take the things offline, bring it down, and then he would come and the, he would stop the Red Room. The Red Room would be stopped forever. Right. See, Kevin, sometimes it's about sacrificing but for something larger than They yourself. blew up the Red Room. So they stopped it. I mean, they had to, they had to, you know, the plan had to change. The plan Should've had to change. Should have been a backup plan, is all I'm saying. Should have been a backup plan. Hey, man. You know all what of us instead we'll take get... our hands out of our asses right now. <laughs> you know, real talk, though, we... this is the point of the movie, really. It's like the action scene before it. I'm with Andy. I wish we got more because it was a cool setup, but it kind of didn't deliver what I wanted. I wanted more. But it's around here where it's kind of just, they were like, all right, where did the pieces fall after this mm-hmm. giant fall? Yep. Uh, how do we pick them up together to end the movie? And like that kind of sucks. So the family comes back together, and this is where you know uh, Natasha tells uh, Yelena, uh, "Hey, you know, I, I it was real to me too. We are a family, or whatever, right?" And then mom and dad show up, and even though he tried a million times, she's like, "Yes, something to say." Red Garden, he's like, "I'll only mess it up." They all hold he holds hands with Natasha. Then Shield shows up, and he's like, or whatever. The William Hurt shows up, and you know she's like, "You guys get out of here. I'll take it." And like, no, you'll go to jail. The Sokovia Accords, right? There was a whole song about it, and she's like, "No, don't worry about it. Like, I'm cool, and it's about something bigger than." me so you can get out of here family you guys go be family on the run and i got this shit or whatever she's like i got another family and if i could if i could save this family maybe i can save up that other family that they're, they're fucked up too and yelena's like yeah you know what you could but my vest will help it's got so many pockets and he, she gives her the vest and the I, I, love that. I thought it was funny hilarious. i also, so good. I also want to give a shout out to the funniest part of this whole movie the best comedic beat where she goes how are you two doing and melina is clearly injured and she goes, I am clearly injured. Her <laughs> <laughs> delivery is so good. Rachel Wise is a treasure. Rachel Wise is a national treasure. We got we to gotta, we gotta make her one of ours. We Another can't one of the these British UK people, people that have too many good people. Have too is many good Daniel people Craig also British? Yeah. 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 
Wow. So as William Hurt and his SUVs drive 19 miles across this football field, the Black Widows land, and they're like, hey, do you guys want to come with us? And the, the, they're like, yeah, that sounds like we a great idea. We don't speak English. I don't know what you're saying. Sorry. Did, did you all get that same vibe? I had that same vibe. I had that vibe. Like, even when they're speaking? back on the re- when they're back in the red room and they're well, like, they speak English. what? What? They all speak English. Yeah, but like it was just funny for them to like speak in Russian and Natasha to be like, "Go where your fucking heart leads you," or whatever, and be like, mm. "What the fuck does she say?" I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, then we're so yeah, she apparently gets apprehended by William Hurt, but guess what? Ain't no thing for Natasha Romanoff. She's out in two weeks, and it's her meeting back up with Handmaid's Tale guy, who's British, and uh, she's got blonde hair now, and she wears the vest, and this is her uh, Infinity War outfit, right? That I totally forgot about until we talked about it in this interview, and then she's like, "There's a plane that is the Dude, that plane that sucks, all the guys Greg. are." In. Totally. That sucks. Thank well, you. I mean, a steward had- of in review, a steward of the plot of Someone's the Marvel the Cinematic Universe. And it's like, even this whole thing, it took you till this moment. They beat you over the head and you still oh, not this it. moment. Earlier in the review when you guys mentioned it. But yeah. Well, no, but, but that's what I'm saying. When you watch the movie, you didn't get it. No, and when this moment happened and, and she passed it off, Jen's like, oh, is this a vest we're supposed to remember from the other movies? And I'm like, I guess so. See, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I, the didn't, same thing. See, yeah. I never got the vest thing as as being as relevant or important like emotionally as the dice from from Last Jedi. Like I that that felt like they were trying to make that a thing. This just felt like a cute little like Easter egg. Like ah, we don't need to make this a thing, but we're gonna what make it a thing. What are you talking about? They literally like there are multiple lines of dialogue throughout this movie about the vest. Granted, yeah, but it's dialogue. a joke. Like you under, but 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 Scarlet doesn't like the vest. That's but why she wears it in Infinity War. Yes, yeah, she wears it for the she, whole movie. Yeah, because she her sister gave it to her, and that's what because makes it this movie was written important. that way to make that happen. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think I don't think they're trying to be like. By the way, like this vest is going to be. It's I, I just I didn't get. I thought I, it was. I think it was to me, it was not as important as you guys are all making it out to me. I thought it was just a fun like goof, like a joke, like all the What's the difference for the dice? Like it's the same thing. The dice had zero setup, and they fucking literally put it in the hands of Leia before he died. And they were like, "This is a thing," and people were like, "It's not a thing. It's not a thing." You got him. I'm with check. I'm with I'm with Tim on this. I thought just in those initial sequences that it was just a funny goof, and then at the end went. Oh, that. Oh, okay. See, to me, I don't think it was. I don't think they meant it as people are going to really dig this vest. I think they were just like, it'll be a funny through line between these yeah. that tie these two movies together. Yeah. That's all. I think you guys are reading way too much into this vest way sequence. I think it's it's totally something that you would do where you're like, you hate this thing that your brother has. And then eventually, because you guys bonded that one fucking weekend, you're like, you know, what? I'm going to wear the Metallica T-shirt. I don't like the Metallica T-shirt, but I'm going to wear the Metallica T-shirt. And it takes on its own it's, special. It's Kevin and Spencer with the Death Angel shirt. Exactly, that's Andy. That's my uncle Paul. Tim, all right. Imagine if the Death Angel shirt had a lot of pockets and was just a little too big. The vest that existed yes. before it would have made sense, but like for a movie that they literally just made to fit in a hole before the next sequence, which is Infinity War, where she wears this vest for the first time, it's like, like, all right, it's just like the dice where we never saw them in the old movies, and then all of a sudden they're here. But like the thing is, the dice is put like in your face. Like Nick is right. Like, yeah, I like the best. The like, oh, look, I bought a vest okay. for the first no, 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 time yeah, and I'm going to make like, jokes. I've been quiet it. about this. Fine. I've been quiet about this. May I have the floor? All right. I wasn't done, the vest Greg. thing again. It happens here. And Jen's like, oh, this is did she wear this and the other. And I, I'm thinking of Endgame. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Anyways, to sit here and say the vest is not put in your face 
I cannot abide by this. I'm with Tim on this 100. percent Where there's the conversation, it's got so many pockets, pockets you don't know about. Where I was like, oh, that's gonna be important later. No, it's not. They were just joking around because she was like, it's an ugly fucking vest. Oh, I know it's not, Nick. I'm saying as a person who didn't remember the vest being in Infinity War, when you say that, I'm like, oh, that's gonna be a plot point. It's not that. Oh, this is just a reference to the fucking vest that's gonna be in the next movie. Like that's the thing. Like Andy Cortez. I'm sorry, Professor Andy Cortez is here. You cut me off earlier, Greg. You cut me off earlier. Yeah, you talk all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put Kevin's on my Andy. side, so let him talk. Enough with the discourse. Nick, it's okay that the James Bond car got upgrades, okay? It's okay that the Aston Martin had a rocket launcher installed, all right? You don't have to worry about it that Show much. Me one other movie in the James Bond franchises where if where that would make sense in. Everything is so grounded, and all of a sudden, you know what? I don't care. I don't care anymore about this. <laughs> I no, think I, a I giant mean, laser shoots out of the sky in one of those movies. That is that is not the Daniel Craig Bond franchise. That is the Craig. That is the Pierce Brosnan Bond franchise, and that's where they had an invisible Better car. Franchise. All I'm saying is, like, <laughs> I think that I think they wanted the dice to be like a very much an emotional beat, and in this, I don't think that's what they were going for. I think it was more of a joke. Yeah, that that was like, hey, by the way, it's a fun Easter egg that's going to be put through. I don't think and they she made, wears it you, because they're sisters, and she's like, I love you. That's why she wears it to yeah. continue in Infinity yeah, War. So it's it an emotional fun. beat. Fun. It's the it same thing. The, the dice are supposed it to be like fun. thematic. I started this whole thing saying, guys. That this works better than Star Wars. It, it does. I don't, I don't think they meant for it to be like when the Star Wars people wrote that dice in there, they were trying to make something th- like thematically important to the overarching yeah. series of all of fucking Star Wars. With this Solo, they were like terrible movie. This will be a this will be a funny little Easter egg for everyone, and no one will ever think about this ever again. I feel like I, me and Tim are on crazy pills, all right? The definition of an Easter egg is the Thanos copter in the back, and Loki doesn't stop and go. Why is this Thanos copter here? This is I'm weird. Not, huh? All right, back to the plot. We're, See, not arguing, like, we're not arguing with Easter. I think we're, the fact that it's yeah, it's more prevalent than a, than a Thanos copter. Kevin and I are arguing that this is an insignificant thing overall no, in the this movie. This is a thematic it's, it's moment no. where there's an entire scene of her with long hair and the vest walking to signify she is now real sisters with Yelena. And they have that moment in no, this that movie to signify, to signify. Oh, this is what she was wearing in Infinity War. See, I think that when they when when they wanted to signify Time that they're real passed. sisters, it's literally the part where they said, "You know what? We're really fucking sisters." They the vest it. is just a silly, just a thing. I don't. You it's guys a fun, are. It's a fun thing that makes it more connected. Yeah. It's a fun yeah, thing that makes it more connected that I think is well done. Unlike Tim, who says it's equal to Star Wars thing. Yeah, Tim <laughs> loved the last. <laughs> so she ta- she calls fucking Handmaid's Tale husband a friend, and Look she gets in the hair. cool jet, and she's gonna go break some guys out of prison, which of course is the Easter egg we have. So she's gonna pick up Steve, and they're gonna go save uh, Scott and Anthony Mackie and Bucky uh, from the raft or whatever. And that's fun, and that's cool. This is why um, I love then- this fucking podcast. I'm gonna be late to a fight because I needed to argue with Tim over the thematic. <laughs> importance of a fucking vest that i will never the think about again will speak for themselves that's yeah, all i'm gonna, gonna say. be 50 50 and they're gonna I've rage never listen to those okay. idiots down there <laughs> <laughs> credits roll and we sit for a long time before we get the post credit scene which is of course yelena tending to uh, uh black widow's grave which has a whole bunch of stuff on it and then she does the whistle and you you hold out hope is it going to be a whistle and instead it's a nose blow which i thought was gonna be red guardian because i'd forgotten about the julia louise dreyfus news from years ago or whatever and it's instead her and she comes up and she's like i thought it was gonna be listen do you want to join whatever they're calling the initiative or whatever but instead she's already part of the mission and she's got a mission for why don't you go kill the man who's responsible for your uh, sister's death who just so happens to be hawkeye 
Or, or, or. Make or, him wear the vest? She's going to make him wear kill. the vest? She says your next target. Ooh, you think so, she's bringing him in? I, I'm just saying, watching that, the way they did it, the way they showed it, they're mm-hmm. clearly getting a team of assassins together, right? Yeah. They're clearly getting people that can covertly kill. And we see Hawkeye in his Ronin outfit there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So just saying, maybe it's another recruit for the team they're trying to get. What do you know? And I, I know we talked about this during Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. I don't remember. What What is the team she would be recruiting for? So that's where this gets interesting on MCU theory shit, where it's like, uh, it's not clearly the Thunderbolts. It's not clearly the Dark Avengers, but it's some type of MCU version of the two of those things that they're building towards. Kev- and I'm stoked. Kevin and I had the discussion right when the movie ended of, because um, we're standing there with, with Paula and we are explaining to Paula how when Julia Louis-Dreyfus pops up in Falcon Winter Soldier, all of she us are confused. What the hell? Why is, uh, why is Elaine here? This makes no sense. And then you read... You find out later on, oh, gotcha. They, they, this was supposed to come out after fucking uh, Black Widow. Right. This makes a lot of sense. We're missing a lot of context. Right. And in this movie, it's equally no or less amount of context. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally the same. The same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought when people said that she popped up in Black Widow, that it was going to be a lot more prevalent of a role. And we were going to get more backstory so that... When it pops up with Falcon Winter Soldier, everybody goes, "Ah, oh, no That's wonder we're we're, lo- we're missing a lot of information here." But we <laughs> still we felt like got, I was missing a lot of information. We already got the Nick Fury thing where he pops up and he's like, "I'm building a team," yeah. you know. So like, that's yeah. what it is. We don't need any more. Like, I I don't think totally. it was. I didn't think it was too jarring when it happened for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it makes sense for this too. I liked it. I'm all in. I want to lay in. I thought it was. I thought it was really it. jarring in Falcon and Winter Soldier until we got the reasoning and then you go oh that makes sense but it was just funny comparing and contrasting the two different things where when it happens here you go oh shit never mind i thought this was going to have way more yeah, context you thought, you thought she was going to be like at least have like a 10 minute scene where they tell you who she is yeah. and what she's doing but in this it's the exact same thing yeah. you're like okay did greg fall asleep no i'm here man <laughs> Friday at 5.30 I can go for a goddamn beer instead of arguing about fucking vests and Julia Louise Dreyfus Greg, Greg you're on the wrong side of vest history you're on yeah, the wrong side really of it sad. it's really sad oh it no was a fun, it was the a comics fun. will prove Tim and I right don't worry the, about the that the comics have never oh. proved anything right you know the worst part is I started this podcast saying I like it in the MCU and it works <laughs> I just don't understand why you're, why you're saying the other one's better though did Greg, Greg just hit a gong? What the fuck was that? Oh, okay. Let's move on from the vast. It doesn't matter. Where are we at, right? We're done. The movie's done. We we did it. The movie's recapped. Whatever it's called. Do we get any abs in this one? No, I don't know. Wait, wait, are we doing are we doing haiku? Whatever you, whatever you have available. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. This episode has so many amazing moments, but I think one of my favorites was Andy doing the song, and because of Discord, timing's off. But Greg, with his hair how it is, with his glasses on, just hell offbeat. <laughs> Definitely deserves an award. Up against a wall right now. Let's just give him some space. thirty in the morning. <laughs> it's a Patreon.com so slash kind of funny. We don't need an airport to write 
in your reviews in haiku form, just like Samuel Griffin did. Black Widow has no superpowers, but she can really take a punch. Hmm. You know what? I'm not trying to talk shit about haiku reviews, but like this Sounds was like not a, this has some bullshit. This is some bullshit. You're playing with the the format a little too much there. It doesn't Andrew Feister, dear Madame Hydra, leave my boy Hawkeye alone. Sincerely, screw you. Chance mm-hmm. Carter says her sister she mocks a gross shiver as she walks. Yelena's vibe rocks. Mm-hmm. I agree. I do like her vibe. I do like her vibe. Love her. Uh, Brandon Monforte says, my favorite part, your ledgers are gushing red. I'm so proud of you. It was a good part. This is one of those moments, Tim, where I'm like, I didn't understand, uh, because since I didn't watch Hereditary, no, wait, is that the movie with Florence Midsummer? Midsummer. Midsummer. Since I didn't watch Midsummer, I didn't understand why everybody's all goo goo gaga over Florence Pugh. Now I get it. She's amazing. Right. I have the yes, biggest crush right. on her. I want her to have every role in fucking history. She's um she's awesome. She's it's great. not just that, man. Dude, look her up. She's in every movie she's, I've ever seen her in. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check it out. I don't watch four thirty. Yeah, uh, Andy doesn't watch it. Zade watch Wilson summer, for haiku and review literally just writes it was fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, miscellaneous, of course, writes in with the plot and haiku. They escape by plane, and though young Nat's eyes show pain, she resists in vain. Shout out to, mm. to using all seven syllables for one-syllable mm-hmm. words there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever been done in the history of this show. Wow. <laughs> Plan changed into flash. Secret weapon, kicking ass. Master of its task. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bit of sibling strife. Then they're running for their life. With foes, streets are rife. Yelena strikes pose. Natchez broke her own damn nose. He did it again! He did it again! So one silver words the entire way through. Holy shit. With foes, streets... Nope. Hold on, I'm gonna read that one again. Yelena strikes pose. Nat just broke her own damn nose. Oh shit. The widows. King has what? been uncrowned. Bring the red room to the ground. We're both upside down. This might God be the damn. best miscellaneous one yet. Holy that shit. Great. That was fantastic. Uh, and that's all we got. That's all we got. Rag and bagging time. Do, 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 do. Ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a podcast oh, no. within a podcast we call oh, no. Ragu Mangu. Rad guys talk bad guys where we rank all of the villains in the MCU universe. And just for shits and giggles, we also include a whole bunch of people from X-Men and the Vision from Solo. So currently, so the list looks like this. There have been 38 villains who have graced our stage. Yes. We will start with the worst. Jessica Chastain is at 38 alongside the Zelda mummies. 37 is Dr. Reyes in the New Mutants. Number 36 is these fucks in Thor 2. Number 35 is these ducks from Wolverine. Number 34 is Abomination. Number 33 is Apocalypse, duh. Number 32 is Doesn't Matter, Deadpool 2. 31 is Ronin's Guardians. Uh, 30 is Cross from Ant-Man. Number 29 is That Lady from Ghost. Uh, Number 28 is Magneto slash Phoenix in X3. Number 27 is Flash Smashers slash John Walker from Cap WS. Uh, Number 26 
26 is Loki from Thor. Number 25 is Obadiah. Number 24 is Mandarin slash Aldrich. Number 23 is The Vision from Solo. Number 22 is Mass slash Dormammu. Number 21 is Magneto dash Brotherhood. Number 20 is The Dink dash Sentinels. Number 19 is Rockwell slash Mickey. Number 18 is Red Skull. Number 17 is Francis, Angel, Deadpool. Number 16 is Cree Jude Lad. Number 15 is Ultron. Ultron. Number 14 is Hydra, Captain Wee. Uh, number 13 is Striker. Number 12 is Pierce Logan, X-24. Number 11 is Baconator, First Class. Number 10 is Mysterious from Far f- far From Home. Uh, number 9 is Ego, Guardians 2. Number 8 is Hell slash Grandmass, Thor Rag. Number 7 is Loki in Avengers. Number 6 is Wanda, Agatha, Hawk, Key. Number 5 is Thanos, Endgame. Number 4 is Bacon Guy, Civil War. Number 3 is MBJ, Black Panther. Number Number two is the vulture, and number one is Thanos. AIW. Where does our cast, our motley crew, want to rank uh, Draco Malfoy and uh, Taskmaster? Taskmaster. I want to say number twenty-four. I want to say what's, which is right above Obadiah Stane. No, number twenty-four would, uh, yeah, put them now above Mandrick slash Aldrich. Obadiah's one below that. Uh, At 25, you'd be above Obadiah and uh, in between and below Mandarin slash Aldrich. Above, above them. So 23. Yeah, because does it help? Can I make a case for Obadiah going slightly higher only because he goes, Tony? <laughs> you could, yeah. honestly, because I think that this movie does a very good job of delivering a plot for the bad guys that works all the way through. It's just not interesting. Yep. And they yeah, have such a compelling villain with Taskmaster, and then they it just falls flat and don't really use it at all. So See, with that, I'll put it around that area. See, I think I think that's a great area to start. I think Obadiah is slightly more compelling only because he's a he turns heel halfway through. I think the the issue with Obadiah as a bad guy wasn't that he was necessarily a bad guy. It was just the movie was missing a third act and he didn't really get his chance to like do more bad guy stuff. But I mean, come on. I like Obadiah put, more than the, these guys. I do too. I think he's a lot more memorable. I, now, put, now we're saying he's I is he more memorable than Loki in Thor. No. Now again, Loki makes many many appearances here, so we don't have to get crazy. Yeah. Loki and Thor is not that interesting. Glorious purpose, Tim. Because the thing That's is, adventure. I the thing is, I really love the performance from Draco Malfoy. I think he's an yeah, amazing actor. I think ta- Taskmaster uh, Taskmaster was such a force and cool. was scary, and you sort of feared for whatever they were taking on. But um, just yeah, not not super compelling. I needed some really sort of clever bullshit. I and the clever bullshit that we got was the pheromones thing and it was just kind of lame you know what tim you drive a good point loki and thor are not that compelling i put them above that you put them above that so you want obadiah taskmaster uh, draco malfoy loki thor yeah okay i'm fine with that everybody found that cool that means i'm cool daddy that draco malfoy and taskmaster (laughs) uh, are going in at 26 number 26 cool Sorry, where's Loki and Thor? Loki and Thor are below at 27. 25 cool, is Obadiah. Cool, cool. The above, below. Got a little confusing. Remember, yeah, everybody, I mean, if up. you are new to the show, uh, whatever my phone auto-corrects to, that's just what it is. So Draco Malfoy went as, as Franco Mallory. So I will need people to remind <laughs> me of that in about three years. All right, why the no. fuck I'm calling somebody? Franco Mallory slash Taskmaster. We're doing that next it. week. Just heads up. Or two weeks from now. Yeah. Great. So, you, back, that. Greg. you say just fix it, Nick. Then and do I go and fix one, everybody like, on November? this list? 
Do I go no, fix we, everybody on this list? No, because I mean, the other ones honestly, are funny. We should pr- funny like, the jokes aside, we should prune this list. Like we at have that, a lot at that point too. That lady from Ghost. Who the fuck is that? I don't know what the fuck that is. That's the Demi ghost Moore lady from, from Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? Uh, doesn't matter. This is a conversation for another day. Let's rank some movies. Let's rank some shit. Let's rank some shit. Currently, number one, we do have Endgame. Number two, Infinity War. Number three, Homecoming. Number four, Civil War. Number five, Ragnarok. Number six, Winter Soldier. Number seven, Guardians 2. Number eight, WandaVision. Number nine, Avengers. Number 10, Guardians 1. Number 11, Iron Man. Number 12, Far From Home. Number 13, Black Panther. Number 14, Doctor Strange. Number 15, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Number 16, Captain Marvel. Number 17, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 18, Ant-Man. Number 19, Iron Man 2. Number 20, Age of Ultron. Number 21, First Avengers. Avenger, number 22, Iron Man 3, number 23, Hulk, number 24, Thor, number 25, Dark World. Kevin Coelho, you have your hand raised. Would you like to start the placement? I would, Timothy. I enjoyed this movie. I think it's good. However, the MCU is full of some of the best movies ever made. And I think that uh, this doesn't quite hit that. I would think that 15 is a good spot for this movie. 15. I like your methodology, but I would go a little bit lower because I'm looking at this well, as where, stupid. what do I think of this movie quality wise <laughs> in terms of tiers? And I don't think it falls into the bottom tier of the like eh, movies that I, to me kind of stop at Hulk. And I do think that it's a little bit above that next year up that it's like, okay, it's not, it's, it's pretty good. So I would put it at number 19 in between Ant-Man 1 and Iron Man 2 because I think the Ant-Man movies have a lot more to offer in terms of style, uniqueness, what they're building. They're not perfect movies by any means, but I definitely don't think this is either. But I do think that it edges out Iron Man 2, and I think that the family dynamic, having Elena uh, be a character that I'm rooting for, I'm really excited about seeing more of her. I think at the end of the day, it's interesting ranking these movies and TV shows together, uh, especially coming off of two and a half TV shows now, this being our first movie back. In a lot of ways, production-wise, it felt like a movie. This felt big. I really appreciated seeing the movie aspects, and it reminded me what an MCU movie can look like. But I think the story it told was a TV show story. And I think that mm-hmm. Black Widow might have been better served as a Disney Plus show, building up Elena's character and kind sure. of just having black widow be this like okay it's this moment in time from the timeline that we haven't seen much of but like didn't necessarily deserve movie treatment and i think at the end of this movie i totally stand by that so for me it is number 19 i am right with you tim i'm right with him as well that is exactly where i was gonna go i almost thought to put it underneath iron man 2 only because you know i love myself some mickey rourke i want my boot I want my boot. And of course, Sam Rockwell, fantastic in Iron Man too. Who could forget Justin Hammer? But uh, yeah, the I think the humor and the characters really did it for me in this movie, and kind of kept me going along. The action was some hit, some miss, but mostly pretty, you know, above average. I would say it's just again with the. I, I think Tim, you nailed it. This is like a TV show story that just didn't do a whole lot for me, unfortunately. Greg Miller. I mean, I I'm with I. You know, it's the usual thing where you have to you play play the list as it lies, right? Looking back at this, you forget where we rank things. We show back up, and I'm like, oh man, like I like Falcon. For me, I guess like 
it's I'm right around Kevin. Where I, I I would think honestly, I think I I'd put this ahead of Doctor Strange, and so I would vote for it at fourteen. And then, but I, I but then I I don't know. I think I like Falcon and Bucky more than I like Doctor Strange too. So I think that's interesting because then we get into this like Captain Marvel, Ant Man, Wasp, Ant Man, Iron Man two movies I enjoyed, but I don't think oh man i gotta go rewatch those things not that i think i need to go rewatch black widow but in terms of the ones i just listed if you're like let's rewatch one i'd be i'd be stoked to watch black widow probably the most maybe iron man 2 again because i do like iron man but i've seen it so many times i'm gonna say you know i'm just gonna put out i i will vote 14 on this so nick locking it in then do you agree that it is number 19 in between ant-man and iron man 2 yeah, I agree. For all the points you made, I think uh, those are more memorable movies. I think the first two thirds of this movie rank it way higher, but I think when we get to the action at the end, it kind of drags it down a little bit, unfortunately. Um, and so I would put it at number nineteen with a bullet. There you go. The bullet sticks. Um, number nineteen is now. Yeah. No, this yeah. is an unprecedented event. We have the first ever tie. Because remember, of course, like I said at the top of the show, I get two vote, votes for all my Marvel's Avengers playtime and the fact Nobody's that I've been playing the Red Room Takeover. It's the glasses that right really now. make this like something it does. special. You it, know it, what I mean? It, it really, like, really, really does. We all yeah. knew it was coming, but here it is. He's just knocked it out of the water. Good job, Greg. Ty. Knocked it out, out of the water. Out of the water, everybody. <laughs> and for that, we take away a, a vote from Kevin. So, yeah. <laughs> damn the it, Kevin. Lies. Number 19 is Black Widow. You'll love to see Minority it, everybody. We're going to return. Mm -hmm. List is next week. Fuck next up. week with Loki. We'll see where that lies. I'm hoping high because so far it's real good. In the finale, so far with these Disney Plus shows, it's it's to lose. So, we'll see how that goes. Until next time, Andy. Um, well, I mean, the episode can't end now, Kevin. I, I don't know if you're going to end it already, but Greg and I have to start our own podcast. I don't know why he just walked off, but because we, he and I are, we're fixing the list. If y'all don't remember, the feed, please. we're fixing.